0: Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the code kinda Funny at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino.
1: Top of the morning to you, Greg. That's
0: gross. You're putting the beard up your nose.
1: I smells like the smell it. How it like really broccoli? Know it's clean.
0: It smells like broccoli because you just yeah, ate, I had just, broccoli for lunch. You just ate broccoli though. I don't think your beard smells like broccoli. No, not in your mouth general. Like it's, it's
1: adaptive. It adapts to whatever I eat. Sometimes <laughs> it smells like a Lara bar. <laughs>
0: No, it definitely no. There's no way it smells like a bar.
1: Sometimes I like to take the Larabar and I just kind of comb the top of my beard with then, it, and then it would smell like a Larabar. Just what to the keep hell it. Right? I don't even what You're saying I it's
2: like it a gun. Cliff Bar.
1: Just imagine a Cliff
2: Bar. Oh, okay. But like, well, you're just
0: making things up. Now. If yeah. you were part he of the climbing that. community, you'd know it well because they need it for when he's 15 feet off the ground and he can't get to a Taco Bell or Starbucks. I'll tell
1: you, That's the upsetting. difference between 15 feet and 16 feet can be
2: made by the Larabar. <laughs> 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 Over here, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. And by the way, I want to uh, take a moment to say two things. Number one, Billy Joel got married. Mm. Uh, so I want to wish him, uh, yeah, he got married on his Long Island estate out east. Aw, congratulations to uh, Billy uh, Joel. So congratulations to Billy Joel. Of Big. course, the the there's three, the trifecta of Long Island, of course, is uh, Billy Joel, mm. uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So Suffolk uh, County is right in the middle. Suffolk County is right in the middle. Exactly, Greg. Very, very are you? No, Suffolk County is not right in the middle, but that's where I'm from. The other two, of course. Well, are I'm comparing. saying it's
0: in the middle of the triangle.
2: Well, I'd like to think both Nassau and Suffolk County are in the middle because, okay. because okay. Billy Joel and Jerry Seinfeld are both from Nassau County. Did
0: Christy Brinkley come to the wedding? You think?
2: Uh, probably not. Okay. Still a huge Islanders fan, apparently though.
0: Did,
2: um, did he marry an uptown girl? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big big fan. Good big big fan, big fan. of us. Oh, I don't think he knows we exist. Billy Joel no. loves us.
0: We're not even a blip on Billy Joel's no. radar.
2: The second thing I want to do is uh, wish a uh, very happy birthday to uh, Phil Rinaldi, who's a, a viewer of this uh, of this fine program. But more importantly, uh, a friend of mine, fellow Jets fan, fellow Long Islander, and boyfriend of my girlfriend Cheryl's little sister. So if okay. you follow all that, I, thought that I about to get Is really he weird. the
0: one we gave stuff to at How of Funny Live?
2: No. Okay. That is a friend of Cheryl's and my friend from Bellport High School. Mm-hmm. Got it. I like how Cheryl's at the nexus of all these friendships. Yeah, she's and got first and The first. boyfriend
3: of my girlfriend's sister. It's good. It's
0: yeah. good. He
2: is the boyfriend of my girlfriend's little sister, yes. And he's a great guy. He just got jet season tickets, and he's very excited oh, about it. Oh, wow. That's that. awesome. Uh, That's s- fucking awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. So, happy birthday, Phil. Over there, the pure and Tim Geddes.
3: Let's him host. I have something important to say, too. I'm cracking this Coke with you. Yeah, good. Uh, speaking of Coke, this weekend, I got a Coke that said, share Coke with your sidekick. And I thought it said side chick, and it got I got really excited about that because if they if they started making share Coke with your side chick Cokes, I'd for a be like, second Legit. I thought you got
0: me a Greg Coke, and I was like, damn, nah, that's un- that would good. You I guys just can't got read you huh? the Gina Coke. Yeah. Well, I saw the G. I just saw the G, and then I turned it. It says Gina. Yeah.
3: You go, why are you drink- oh. <laughs> Why are you drinking Gina's Coke, Mine! bro? <laughs> How y'all feeling? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that excited me a lot. And somebody tw- I tweeted a picture of it, and someone responded to me and said that when I sp- talk about my girlfriend. Use your right hand When you talk about your side chick Use your left hand That's head. good I That's gotta good. like yeah, that cute. So yeah Alright
0: We're here for another Game Over Greg show That's awesome But we're also recording it on the third birthday Of the first time we ever filmed an independent YouTube video
1: Happy birthday Kind of funny Happy
0: anniversary We didn't even know it was kind of funny back then No No we didn't It was no, did. and Colin to listen to us And then you guys agreeing to work for pizza mm-hmm.
3: That's true that was It was good. Pizza. decent pizza
0: we didn't even try to sell Kevin on that deal when we brought
3: him over. I didn't even know just... Kevin back then.
0: No, nobody did. Kevin was a Kevin did. didn't exist.
3: Kevin begged to come. Yeah. True story. Yeah. I'm not even making that up. He was like, "Tim, just please take me with oh, you." Thank God. And I was just like, "No, like I got to ease in first. Yeah. Cuz you were still years. a noob at
0: that point. Yeah. No, we, I didn't know you for no, Adam. No. We uh, Vidcom was our first bonding experience. Yeah. We're actually And like, we, and do we do bonded Yeah, yeah.
1: You, I think you asked me first and I was like, "We should bring Tim. He knows this yeah, stuff." And you were like, "Uh." And I was like, "I don't really want to I
3: was and
1: like, he's like, better right,
2: than Sean Finnegan, 10. so whatever. Yeah. Wow. Fuck Sean Finnegan. No. Yeah. No. Damn. If you brought Sean Kevin, we though, Sean it, would, it would have created a butterfly Finnigan. effect. Awesome. And who knows where we would have been at that point? It's true.
0: Yeah, he, just, he would have fallen through. He would have knocked down the camera, and we're like, we can never do this again. Yeah. If Kevin came? Yeah. Oh, if it Kevin came, yeah, camera. the
2: butterfly effect would have been maybe even catastrophic. Mm-hmm.
0: He would have eaten all the Oreos before we could do an oration.
2: Yeah. You think that if Kevin went
1: back and we shot with Kevin, he would have destroyed the world? Like the, the butterfly effect would have led to the destruction of the world. World well, sure. War sure. what you're saying.
2: Kevin somehow becomes a, ty- a tyrannical dictator of some some you know separatist country, and mm-hmm. and you know it, it all started road. based on that one episode of conversation with Colin. Something some things like that happen.
0: That was my, one of my problems with the movie Almanac. Is that they play around with the butterfly effect? They go back and change these things or whatever, but then weird stuff starts happening, as if the universe is trying to correct it. And I'm like, that's not really what it is. That's not the butterfly effect. It's no, that no. You make a change, and that change makes
1: it. You know, wait. Let what, me yeah. let me back this up for yeah. a second. So you just watched Interstellar on your iPad, and, yeah. but you've seen the movie Almanac.
0: Yeah, I saw it on a plane,
1: just like I, when I saw
0: Interstellar. Okay, where I get all my watch and done. Just I'm thinking checking. about it download. Well, I couldn't. I don't want to buy It Follows, but I want to watch It Follows. Oh, you I should. It's it. supposed to be really good. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen it yet.
2: Okay. Do you know anything about a movie named called Sunshine? Sunshine? Yeah. You yeah. haven't
1: shaken his head. You he know something. About it. Talking about the the space one? Yeah. I, I just someone recommended it to me. and I don't know oh, you'd about love it. it. You'd love is it. Is it new? No. It's uh four, four five, six years old. Okay. It's uh it's got a great cast. Of, I think it's like Cillian Murphy. Great uh, cast of characters.
2: That's uh, Scarecrow. Uh, so yeah. No. Uh, I was gonna
1: say I know, I know him. Which McCall? Who's the guy that's played the original Johnny Storm? Um, Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans. Cap America. So um, is it just everybody from hold on. comic book movies. Wait. wait,
3: wait let's. So I, I couldn't remember hey. he was Captain
1: America for a second. I, yeah, don't, you, the first thing you're I like remember, Chris my Evans,
3: friend, uh, the guy that was Johnny Motherfucking Storm,
1: not <laughs>
3: Captain America. That's true. Well, I mean, you know,
1: so I mean, it's it's great. But the, the plot of that movie is fantastic. I mean, they have to go to the sun basically to restart. Four.
2: That's the that's. The I'm gonna point. I'm gonna rent that 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 uh, film. You like if, that movie if, film?
0: If you enjoy that, I recommend the crossover event from DC Comics Final Night uh, the, I'm the, pass the on that. Sun Eater came to our uh, universe to eat our sun. Let me guess, is that a Superman villain? No, well, I mean it was a DC it was a crossover event. It was an everybody villain.
2: Because it sounds like a Superman villain. Everyone
0: who is a DC person
2: has to like, <laughs> deal with sun the sun beam. being out. Colin.
0: Sun Eater. The sun went out, Colin. I, I am the he, Sun Eater. He didn't talk. He wasn't a sentient being. He was just like a gaseous thing. Hi. Let me throw Let me throw something Hello. in real quick before we get by the way.
2: I just want to I want to throw this in real quick. Yeah. Uh Cheryl and I, when she was here this past weekend, watched the, the The Nolan trilogy. And as I was saying, as I was saying last week a little bit, I'm becoming a Christopher Nolan fanboy. I'm like, I'm reading a lot about him. Mean, he just really makes great movies. It reaffirmed into my mind how good those three Batman movies are. Like I expected to go into them and be like, oh, I remember them differently and stuff. The first movie's fucking awesome. And it's takes too long to get into it. So it's not like you don't really see much of Scarecrow, which is why like they that, that they inject him in every movie. Yeah. Even though like, like in the very right beginning he just gets arrested. But like he's there. But it reaffirmed straight up, and I'm just gonna say it, that Dark Knight Rises is the best of those three movies. And I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you why that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's because it... The middle movie is a reflection of what happens somewhat in the first movie but it really is a standalone title in its own way. And Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises touch each other in like very in many ways like, Intimately like, they like touch. It, yeah. yeah, like it's cool how they they use that movie actually to wrap things up. And it's the darkest one, it's the one with I think still the best story and and like the most meaningful plot which is like basically just it it's so clearly inspired by Occupy Wall Street, I think. In in a lot of ways, okay. when you really look at it, like, like I, think, I think I think it's time. fucking obvious. Is the day is long that that's what it, the inspiration for it was. Mm-hmm. So I just was I just wanted to say that even though I like Bane and and mm-hmm. obviously the second one's great, it's a great film. I just think that 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 third movie really is the best one. And I watched them back to back.
1: I think so I think
2: was, the thing that that I always wonder and that. we'll never know is
1: that like what would have happened had Heath Ledger not died. Like what would that have character been in that third movie, and would it have been completely erratically different?
2: My assumption I was talking to Charles about this is like. I don't. I don't know enough about Nolan's process or the process between like having the redraft that that third movie, which they clearly probably had mm-hmm. to do. Um, but my assumption is that Bane was still the bad guy and it was still going to go along at that point. And when they break everyone out of Blackgate or whatever it was, or yeah, that's that's where it is, right? That's uh, the prison
0: versus Arkham the the asylum. So yeah, okay, right. so yeah, Blackgate so, was what they broke right, out, like, out of. I, theoretically, Joker, I don't Joker remember. Joker was
2: presumably going to be in there, right? I mean, yeah, that was you, kind you, of am- like what I when I was watching. I'm like, oh, that's probably when they introduced Joker and Scarecrow. And instead of having Scarecrow is just the 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 judge the, the judge at the kangaroo court, mm-hmm. but Joker was probably going to be in there somewhere and have some sort of subplot, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and be the, ultimately Bane would probably die, and then ultimately he would be the the guy that they had. To fight Presumably,
1: but I mean, it would have been really interesting. It would be interesting to go back, and I, I, I doubt that Nolan would ever. Maybe he has given interviews about this, but it would be interesting to talk to him like ten years from now. Like, hey, had that unfortunate event not happened, like what would that have been? I, th- I want to say he, and has. he must have at some point. Yeah, I mean. I, to to me, like I would have, kind of leading with a, a fresh villain is always kind of a good idea, right? Like Joker had his story; it was amazing. You're not going to be able to come close to what they accomplished in The Dark Knight, and so like having Bane come in as a as a more interesting, kind of more physical villain was, I think, it was a good choice. Um, having said that, I don't know anyone that's necessarily going to agree with you that that was a better film in the trilogy. Because I think everyone, I think there everyone, is there is a lot. I mean, it's it's a it's a hotly debated issue. It's. It's a
0: more fun Batman film. I believe the Supreme Court is weighing in on that
1: right now. Yeah. I, uh, well, they just got done with with uh, uh, gay marriage, so right. I think this was next on the... On exactly, the, on priorities. The priorities. If you
0: didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can kick us a couple bucks over at patreon.com slash kindoffunny and get each and every episode early on Friday. If you don't want to give us any money, no big deal. We break it out topic by topic day by day over on youtube.com slash Starting on Monday, finishing on Friday with the entire show When it goes up as an MP3 as well Now, we've been talking about a lot of movie stuff I'm starting Mm. this episode because we had breaking news this morning (laughs) 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 They're doing a Star Wars Han Solo film Love it Standalone Han Solo movie
1: Ah, No, Tim, it's a Solo Han movie Okay, you can stop now. Okay. The Lego
0: movie directors are on board to do this. It's one of the anthology series. It's going to tell the story of how the young Han Solo became the smuggler and thief who Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi first encounter in the cantina at Mos Eisley. According to a statement by Lucas Films, the screenplay was
1: written by father-son duo Lawrence and John Kazdan. Kas- Kasdan. 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 running? Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan's like Lawrence Kazdan's running a lot of these now. Like he's, uh, I think he was or is still
2: on The, the Force Awakens. Like Kasdan the, wrote Empire, didn't he? Yeah, they brought him back. JJ brought him back. I know that, so that's 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 significant. I mean, I don't know much about film, but I know that that he wrote Empire.
1: No, that was I think that was the, that was the big news when because uh, I think someone else was writing it, and then JJ came aboard and was like, "No, nah, nah, I'm going to get Lawrence Kasdan, bro." And then when when they released that big cast photo, like he's in that photo, which is
2: cool. Oh, that awesome! That was yeah. a really great when they were all doing a, the, the, the reading around in the round. That was
1: also one of the things where he was like, everyone's like, "All right, all right." this is off to it this This is is the real thing this is going in the right direction so far they got the right vehicle
0: the Miller and Lord joint statement reads this is the first film we've worked on that seems like a good idea to begin with we promise to take risks (laughs) to give the audience a fresh experience (laughs) and we pledge ourselves to be faithful stewards of these characters who mean so much to us um the question I have of course Colin was surprised when I said I'd bring this up as my topic um as not being a huge Star Wars fan I want to know your reactions as huge Star Wars fans and then what you you want to see done with the movie oh man
3: i mean i'm a, this excites me so much because when you think about it i often say this would you rather something not happen or happen even if it's bad and i usually i just rather it happened that's which crazy. might not be the most popular opinion but i'm transformers. like transformers you always this is your transformers. Transformers. Is my thing it's like i'm happy it happened because it even though it happened and it was bad it brought transformers back and gave me a lot of good transformers things i wouldn't have got otherwise yeah this is star wars this is a little bit different there's going to be some bad movies there's going to be some great movies Which one will this be? I don't know, but all of this sounds great. I love the Lego movie. I love 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Love Han Solo. Great. I'm totally sold. Everyone's biggest (laughs) argument against this movie is like, Oh, where's the new stuff? Oh, I want to see new stuff. It's like, okay, do you want new stuff or do you want this? Cuz well, I think su- this is what you want.
0: I'm surprised cuz I think the biggest argument is that it's not it, it can't be Harrison Ford.
3: Oh, well, They're that's gonna the have thing. To cast it's another story though. Yeah. Like it's it's going to be someone else, like Channing Tatum, who was awesome in 21 and 22 Jump Street. And that's true. Channing Tatum should play everyone in every movie and it'll make it better.
1: You were thinking Channing Tatum? I was thinking uh Pratt.
3: I was thinking Pratt too because
0: he's in everything reason, now yeah. too. Oh, I feel like
1: yeah. I feel like he's gonna like there. There was I don't know if it was rumored or whatever. I think you guys were talking to me about it. I'm a little out of the loop on that, but that they that they were tapping him to be Indiana Jones, Chris Pratt probably. And I'm like that is it so all. perfect. But now imagine if, if he he's was Indiana both. Jones and Han Solo yeah. like back no, in the day. That'd be awesome. That would blow your mind apart. Um, I mean. My thing is I was really excited when they talked about the, the standalone Boba Fett story, which I guess is still moving forward to some degree. Um, Not necessarily. Not
0: necessarily. It
1: lost a director.
2: Um, don't forget,
0: too, that they his prequel's been told, and it was great. A clone.
2: I fucking hate you with so much.
0: no indoctrination. Just out there now to avenge his clone father, or whatever the hell you want to call him. Mm-hmm. His zygote. Yeah. Head cut, chopped off. I don't think he was a clone. In the, in
1: the We've gone over this
0: a million fucking times well, he, was. he was a clone that just didn't get programmed Like the other clones oh, I thought he was the... Django was like I'll do this for you But oh, I get my own clone that's totally blank and Watto came in and was like, okay, good deal. I like, I,
1: like in, I like in Greg's head that any deal that happened in the Star Wars universe, Watto brokered. Right, <laughs> Watto brokers Watto's every like, deal. I'm brokering every deal, even the one where they had to sell the carbonite to fucking Darth Vader. Well, I'll get you a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 we'll see. I mean, again, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go out there and say I don't want this to happen because if it's a great film, it'll be a great film, and these guys have a great uh, lineage of making good films. Like I didn't particularly care for the Lego Movie just because I, I think I watched it with my wife, and she tends to take a lot of the fun out of those movies that are skewed more toward kids because she's like, this is too much for me. It's just crazy, 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 crazy. Um, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't it wasn't one of my I was I wasn't caught up in it like everyone else. However, Twenty One Jump Street. Is my jam. Yeah. I watched that like two weeks ago, and I'm like, "Why is this movie so funny? Like, it has no right to be this funny. It really doesn't. Um, but it's just a, fu- it, you know, it's just a well told story. And even 22 Jump Street made me laugh. Um, I can't yeah. wait for the Men in Black crossing It'll Which be interesting is, all to see what happens.
3: So good. And then you add Han Solo, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I mean, this. I but think. What,
0: I mean, like, so are you scared at all about them skewing back to being like this funny, like more of having like ju- 21, like a Han Solo movie, even with a little bit of 21 Jump
3: Street, and it doesn't sound right. I mean, I'm in. Like, here's the thing. It's about him when he's younger and stuff. It's like, it doesn't need to be so much, like, comedy-focused. Yeah. But just more the the style. Like, 21 and 22 Jump Street have a style about them that I think lends itself very nicely to Han Solo. Taking out the comedy, but just the just the action scenes in 21 Jump Street,
1: awesome. Well, I think they'll do a good job with it. I mean, and, and that really is the proof's going to be in the pudding on this. The question is, is there... Do we need everything in the Star Wars universe explained to us? And that's the bigger question for me. is not that whether or not these guys can make a good movie. Because I have no doubt that they'll make a quality film. And it's the Star Wars license. I have no doubt that I'll go and watch it and enjoy it. But we've talked about this multiple times. In that when you talk about Han Solo. When you talk about specifically Boba Fett. Is there a magic in the fact that you don't know where these characters came from? That they are just these badass characters that have no real origin stories. Like we don't know much about them. There's a mystery and a mystique to them. That... You sort of, when you were a kid, you kind of made that up in your own brain. You brought all that stuff with you when you watched these movies, and you, you, you kind of filled in the blanks yourself with your own imagination. Do we need to have this stuff written out for us? Do we need these origin stories set in stone? Because to me, it's way cooler just imagining what Boba Fett, like all the cra- crazy yes, shit I mean, Boba I Fett's think done.
3: taking Boba Fett out of it and just focusing on Han Solo, because I agree with what you're saying about Boba, but with Han, it's like... What I don't want is a origin story where he's a little kid and we see all of the things that lead up. Like That's a little too much information. But just random adventures he had and stuff, yeah, we make those up in our heads. But it's like, I don't think this movie needs to be the this is why he is the way he is movie. Just more, these are a couple of things he did. But it will be,
0: and that's the problem. So, I mean, like the prediction would be this will be the one where he gets his jacket. The Millennium Falcon Falcon or at least sees it for the first time. And then how he gets Chewie and the Life
1: Dead. He's got also, and this is this chewy is maybe this an big thing. and adorable. Be little it'll be oh, porky sized. It'll be porky sized chewy. Look at him, there he is, Chewie. We're, we're home, home. <laughs> we're home. Uh, <laughs> hey, is that Greedo? <laughs> I'll be i one hundred percent on board with this if it is also a Lando Calrissian story, like they're homies. No,
0: see, you're 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 they're saying homies. all the things you knock the prequels for. But that's to, where he has to be it. Yeah, yeah that he
2: has to be in it. And that's that's see, so this is the thing. I've, I've remained oh, quiet long much. enough. <laughs> this is. I will be shackled no <laughs> more. This is this Call is the no one's forced you to be quiet. No, I know, but I've, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> th- there's a major problem with this, which is one that Harrison Ford can't play the character. I think this is a significant problem, um, and th- the reason that this is a significant problem is because he's going to be in the movie that comes out the year before this. So everyone is going to see two, just totally two different Han Solos. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care if it's just a movie. It's like this is the same character, and I don't really think. That Harrison Ford's story needs to be told because we already know how he got to that point. It's not a matter, and it's an, it's not a matter like there's minutia there where we have to kind of figure that out. But we know he got the Falcon from a a, a bad a bad um, deal with Lando. Yeah. We know that Chewbacca owes him a life debt for helping him, presumably on Kashik. We like know all these like these kinds of things. So this is already kind of filled in. The thing about Han Solo is that like Boba Fett, and I would say. I would really, I almost say Han Solo might be by himself. Like Han Solo is kind of a sacred character. I think he's actually more sacred than Luke. I think he's more sacred than Darth Vader. I, would say so, I think yeah. he's more sacred than a lot of characters because he's the only normal one, and that's like what people like. And I don't mean that in any other way than like he doesn't have force he's, powers. He's the Batman
1: of the of the Star Wars
2: universe. Yeah, like he's actually the only one that's grounded in reality. You know, mm-hmm. and not only in reality in that world, but reality in terms of his own skill set. He's just a great pilot. He's just a normal person. So. You have to be very careful with explaining his story and not removing the mystique and a lot of the mystique comes from the fact that he is just a normal guy that somehow survived to the point where he met Obi-Wan and Luke at that at that, you know, at Mos Eisley in a New Hope. So I, I think I think there's going to be casting issues and this isn't I'm excited. I'm always interested to see what they're going to do, but I I would rather them do something that explained away things that the prequels fucked up and I think that's what these movies are going to be good for. Mm-hmm. So for instance Rogue One will eliminate you know any sort of discrepancy between um, the story told by Mon Mothma and all that kind of stuff, and like what happened after the prequel. So like at least we have a little tight little story there, mm-hmm. as opposed to assumptions. And the Boba Fett story was so exciting because it was going to undo the damage that Episode Two did to Boba Fett's character, which was significant. There is no issue with Han Solo's character, so like you don't he need to. That, you know, that's what I'm saying. Is they were we... smart enough not to have him in the in the prequels. Yeah. I hope he turns out that he has Metachlorians, too. Like, a high-level
0: Metaclorians, and he just hides it. He's okay. like, I don't like, even want to embrace the Force. Um, the, you know, I don't mean, get a camera. I will <laughs> say Guns that. floating around him. It would,
1: how cool would it be, though, Is if the origin story butted right up against A New Hope, where at the very, very end of the movie... But no, really? It's him going, heading to Tatooine. Like, See, with for me, Chewie. That, not even being like,
0: this is all sacred, like, I enjoy the movies fine, right? That would be stupid, because I feel like you pick up and you know... What Harrison Ford looks like and where we are, and I I want this to be set a decade, yeah, two decades before that. You and know the what thing I mean? with
3: the casting that you're bringing up is like it's very true that Harrison Ford is Han Solo, so that's hard mm. to kind of like get out of your mind. But Patrick Stewart is Professor X, but then we get the, the mm-hmm. prequels, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody had an issue with that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah,
2: you but no kinda... well, with that, no though, disrespect though, Professor X is not Han Solo or anywhere but, I mean, remotely. That's true but with,
1: with that though we did get the the tie in like. It was cool cuz that series had kind of ended on a poor note with uh x-men the last stand so that was one of those where you're like oh we kind of need a reboot on this because they they kind of went off the tracks a little bit but then we we, in that reboot they were smart because they had both of them there and they played so well off of each other and almost antagonistic toward each other in uh, days of future past that you kind of accept that james mcavoy is now the younger patrick stewart whereas in order to do that they'd have to go back and forth in time uh in the star wars to kind of put them both in the same space not days of future past uh the first one first class oh first class well again first class was was okay we have to kind of make up a little bit a little bit of lost ground with what we, we fucked lost up the future and, so bad let's yeah, just start to go backwards let's let's go backward but then again i think it really solidified it for me in days of future past when we saw both of them when you saw patrick stewart in the future being a badass bald you know um, professor x and then james mcavoy in the past in the 70s i thought it was really cool but also to colin's point it's true like professor x is, is a great iconic character to people who love comics and not people who love comic book movies. But, like, Han Solo is, is an icon. And so you have to treat that with a lot more respect. I mean, who... Like, Chris Pratt could play him. I think he might be the, one of the only people that could. Unless you go find someone who's unknown. an up-and-comer an unknown. Um, which might be Michael the way they go would be hilarious. to would be awesome. Um, but I don't know. I mean, again, it boils down to this, like... Greg, you said two decades earlier, but in the original films, he was only supposed to be like 30.
2: Yeah, not even. I, I mean, think and even. that was a 10-year-old Han Solo That was story. the thing. Yeah, I mean, but remember the last time that happened. I mean, happened. he was only
1: like 30 in the, in the original films. Like, I think he actually was in his 30s when he played that character. Yeah, but
2: I think the character's even younger. I think the character's supposed to be in his 20s. Like, I, I think, I because think, Luke's in his 20s and they're supposed <laughs> to be like peers. You know, right. so it's, that's, that is that is the major point is that, For this story to work in my mind, they have to go way back, and we know what happened the last time we did that in Star Wars. So I I don't. So I don't. I don't. I'm not saying you necessarily replicate it on Millennium Falcon. I just don't like that. That character, the way they, the way that they portrayed Anakin, (laughs) it doesn't have to be that way again. But that character ruined Darth Vader, and so did Hayden Christensen. So like. When, you've, when you picture those two characters and then you picture Darth Vader, those aren't the same people in my mm-hmm. mind. Like It's just like that's a bastardization of what Vader really was. And you don't want them to go down that road where they have to, people have to actually pretend that this Han Solo shit doesn't exist. I do think this is a very bold move. I don't think this is a story you really want to mess with. That's why I was excited with, about Rogue One was it's a story that exists in the universe. It's a story that needs to be told, I think, and it's super interesting and very important. And the, and the biggest question we asked about that is, oh, who's going to play Grand Moff Tarkin? That was like the biggest question we right. had there, right? Which
1: is, doesn't really matter, right? You can exactly. get Julianne Moore, great. She's Grandma Tarkin, done. <laughs> it, it, like, yeah, She yes. plays everything.
2: Yeah, you could. You So, like, Tarkin's a, an important character and a great character, and he was, you know, the leader of the empire. Um, which Wait, is which the one was the female,
1: I'm thinking? Mon Moth. We that's my mom. Sorry, that's yeah. what I meant for Julianne Moore. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I, Grandma I, understand. Tarkin. I understand. Grandma <laughs> Tarkin. I mean, I'm getting Tarkin. I, mean, getting, I, thought, you were, I right. thought you were she being facetious, but. she could do it. I'm sorry. I was mixing up my Star Wars
2: character. Tark- so that was the biggest question we have. It was like, all right, this is a great story to tell. It's an essential story to wh- how a new hope comes together. So the well, biggest question we have is who's gonna play Tarkin, who's a character that I love, but not not a character that is relevant. Revered. Right. Yeah. But
1: but to to, to that point, call like that was a story she said she mentioned one thing in passing where she's like a lot of good people gave their lives to get this information. Or something I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember what the actual quote was. A lot of
2: Bothins died. A, a lot, lot of Bothans died,
1: right. So that when I was a kid was like, damn. I mean, that's something you just kind of glossed over there. I would like to know more about that. That is a story that actually begs to be told. Whereas Han Solo's uh, story, really, when you kind of boil boil it down to its uh, core essentials, is a story that not, not only doesn't need to be told, it's very dangerous to tell that story. Because you have a character that's at 100% right now. Like, you're actually operating at a disadvantage going back and telling that story because it's never going to be as cool as, like... As that character just sitting in a cantina in Tatooine, that's the first time we see him. And we learn that he's a gambler and a smuggler and he's good with a blaster and and he's a cocky son of a bitch. That's all I needed to know about him. Going forward, that's great character development right there. Let's see what he does in this new set of circumstances where he has to be a good guy and not a smuggler and not a gambler and not a bad guy. Um, but going back and showing me him growing up as a kid and his parents dying or whatever it is and then being an orphan and befriending uh, Lando Calrissian and them going on the run together like uh, you know, like a buddy cop film. And then all of a sudden like something bad happens and he's like, well, I got to go smuggle now. I got to work for the Empire. Oh, the Empire. No, they, they screwed me over. Now I got to be a bad guy. Oh, wait. And then it butts up against like now he has to find his redemption and new hope. It's cool, I guess. There's but certain kinda... parts
3: of that that sound horrible, like the whole little kid and parents dying and blah blah blah. But him and Lando buddy cop from the guys that brought you 21
1: and 22 Jump Street, sign me the fuck up. For oh, that. I, would to- I would toast be like awesome if they got like Michael B. Jordan to be Lando Calarizzi oh that God. would be amazing. Holy shit But again, it's one of those stories where I'm like, it th- doesn't need to be told, and that's and that's that's where I have my uh, my trepidation with this is that again, go you know, it's they've got the odds stacked against them in this. It's a it's a big 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 deal to go back and retell more of Han Solo's story. We're already we're already gonna see more of him in Episode Seven. I'm already scared about that. Of like, please don't mess that character up because he's perfect right now. And it's so like anything you're gonna add into that system is gonna make him less perfect, which which frightens me a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. If there are stories. There are other stories that are begging to be told. You know, and that's. Tell more Jedi stories, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I, like, there's I, a I, whole I, I, lineage of Jedi...
1: No, he's not a Jedi, Greg.
2: I appreciate... He can't be everything. Why I don't, can't <laughs> be everything. I respect, I, respect that they, I respect that they want to go back and fill in these stories. I don't want them to ignore the prequels either, because that was what was so exciting, again, about the Boba Fett story was there. It seemed like such an elegant solution, whether it was a rumor, an abs- unsubstantiated rumor or not. It was so elegant, the idea behind that movie, that I was like, wow, that's brilliant. Like, what else can you fix? Explain, I was almost, explain,
3: explain what you're talking about, though, for the people that don't know.
2: So the idea of Boba Fett's the rumor about Boba Fett's standalone, which was supposed to be the one that was after Rogue One, so the 2018 movie was, um, and that was a rumor again. I don't know if it was ever true or got off the board. Which the is ground now or, this one, yeah, exactly. Now this the was supposed to be that Boba Fett, the Boba Fett we know from Empire and Jedi, is not Boba Fett. That's it's he, not Jango Fett's son, right? Exactly. Like he kills at some point Jango Fett's son and takes his armor and and a, and a, and. And becomes Boba Fett, and so the Boba Fett we know it's is the best is, thing in the world. So it, it was basically a way to say like, no, the Boba Fett, like because everyone's like, fuck, they fucked Boba Fett up. We're like, no, 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 they didn't. The Boba Fett you knew is not that Boba Fett, because and that was and that was so that was such an el- I couldn't believe how elegant that sounded. I was like, wow, like yeah, but think about I would never many, thought of that.
1: Think about how many possibilities that opens. Right? Why did he kill him to take his identity? Was he running from something else? What did he do something Jar-jar. else that was hardcore that he had to. Get a different identity, or was he? What did he see that as an opportunity to kind of skip a couple letters in the ladder, or levels in the ladder, and 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 take this person's already sort of established reputation and blow it out? I don't know. It's cool. That would yeah, be cool. Yeah, that sounds
0: really cool. It's awesome. Um, again, I, that I,
1: movie's more exciting to me than the Han Solo. Me too. Just because again, Boba Fett was one of those characters that was you were like, I want to see more of this guy. Like to me, he was the coolest one, top three coolest characters in Star Wars. Boba Fett, and you only saw him for probably total screen time like thirty
2: minutes. Across, no, 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 I would across all the three films, it, Boba Fett. Oh, oh, you mean? Oh, you mean in in two as well? Two, yeah, because he was in oh, two okay, for no, a minute. He's in the two he's for like, a lot. He's of, no he's, use to me if he's dead. And Vader's like, shut up. Oh, wait, I'm talking about episode two. So you're talking, <laughs> about, you're talking about Empire and Jedi because I was going to say
1: you might see Boba Fett for less than five minutes. Oh, in and, and Empire, I'm talking about Empire and Jedi. Okay, where like you know That's he's he's saying. he's on Cloud City for a while and then they're, you know he's there for a bit and then he's, he's in the there. whole first like hour of of uh,
2: Jedi he's there but I was just Jedi. saying in terms of when you see him I bet you it's less than five minutes
1: maybe it might be and that's and that was what was so cool about it but that was cool and like you saw that one scene where he's sitting there with all the bounty hunters and you're like this is dope like all you have to do is make him the good guy or actually the protagonist against all these other bounty hunters and boom there's your movie yeah. like there was a uh, I think it was um, Shadows of the Empire handled that mm-hmm. where he goes he has to transport uh, Han Solo from Cloud City to uh, Jabba the Hutt and like all these other bounty hunters try to get, yeah, like, IG-88 attack him. And yeah. Like and it's, it's, it's the cool story because you're like, well, he's the best of all the bad guys. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, similar to like you rooting for a Tony Soprano character where you're like, this guy's a bad guy, but in this story, I'm kind of rooting for him. That could be cool. That could be very cool.
2: Yeah. I'll be interested to see, to see how this all goes down. Cause I agree. Like, that even is an interesting story about how he, how he, Acquired Han, like you know how he was going to go after Han, how he how he hatched his plot, and what the other five bounty hunters were thinking too, and those stories have been because they all went about it in a different way in the books, right? And they did try to tell those stories about how IG88 went about it his way. I think uh, Forlome and who was it Forlome Bosque. and Zuckus snow we're like partners and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like, there's all these all these different stories. I, I I don't know. You just have to pick up. Like, I want them to watch the movies very deeply, and it seems like that's where Rogue One came from. It's like something was said, and it's like. That, that that's a, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Like what? Who the hell did steal the Death Star plans? This seems a little less thoughtful. But we don't know anything we'll about see. it. We'll see. But I mean, I'm, I'm super wary it. about it. This is the first thing I've heard where I'm like, I'm not really into it. You know, from the from or, the new from Star the, sure. JJ stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, I will say this, and I said this before. I know it's a I know it's a tremendous pipe dream, but I really hope that like ten years from now they just go back and redo the original, the the first three movies. I just I want them to just. Have the balls to be like, you know what? We're going to retell that story again, and it's going to tie into the canon that we're setting up with these last like six films. I just think that would be amazing.
2: I don't think that that's I don't think that that's necessarily out of this world in terms of an idea. Like I'm I'm sure that that idea has come up, and it might be something they want to do. I, I would love for them to be like what nothing that happened in the first like when they bought it and they were like everything like these things are no longer canon. Mm-hmm. I want I want them so badly to be like the prequels are no longer canon. Like, no, they are not I real think. Star Wars movies, you know. And and in our hearts, they're not real Star Wars movies. Anyone who grew up with Star Wars from an from an, you know from the back of the day, I don't know fucking one of them that likes mm-hmm. the, Like, not a single person. That the likes problem it is
0: movies. that Clone Wars, the cartoon, spun out of it, right? And people
1: love that. Sure, you can that Just go it? back and do an alternate telling of the stories. I mean, ca- recast Samuel L. Jackson as even a bigger character. Yep. In this, and he's going to be the pivotal role. Don't kill okay. Maul.
2: You're right. And don't kill, let kill Darth him Darth live. Maul and bring his, his ass third back. Yeah. Let Anakin fight him. Would have been cool. So final question, no brainer stuff, you know? Yeah, I know. Do do you
0: think and and think through your responses on this Mm -hmm. before you just shout out your knee jerk reaction? Do you think in the Han Solo prequel, Harrison Ford will pop up? Will there be some kind of Spock v Spock thing, and maybe not them meeting, mind you, but him narrating
3: this story? He's telling his kids this story. Yeah, yeah, narration or something like that. Yeah, visually seeing him? No, maybe we'll get some type of like. Anakin's shadowy type thing Where like he looks in the mirror And it's like Whoa. He's drugged Harrison or something, Ford, something And he like sees that. old yeah. Harrison Ford I'll, The narration thing That sounds yeah. Pretty Correct
0: Because the, the story could end it, Or the movie ends And then there's like A, a, a bunch of black or whatever Or his, skidu, 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 the post credit scene skidu, And then it's just like Harrison Ford's voice And like But I didn't even tell you About my greatest adventure oh, just like Big Boss Yeah Spoilers Wait. Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I don't like
1: Han Solo n- will return in Wado's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I get you best deals. Yeah. Um, I don't you Han Solo. I don't see them doing the narration just because that's out of form for Star Wars. And I think what they're trying to do is keep the
0: but I, well, do I need to read the quote again?
1: Go ahead. Did you read the quote it's before? L-
0: it's, yeah, of course I did. Thanks for listening. God just so... thirty one minutes ago. We promise to take risks to give audience to give the audience a fresh experience and we pledge ourselves to be faithful stewards of
1: these characters who mean so much to us. That's possible. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I It's just it, we'll see what happens with Harrison Ford being in episode 7 cuz I don't know if they tr- if that character uh, comes across as Han Solo for me again, then he's I'm going to, I'm all for it. He's going to be awesome. I don't know. I mean, he's going to be even awesome. Even in the trailer, I'm like, oh, man, oh, no, that's it, so no, Harrison no, Ford.
0: No, in the trailer, the first time you watched it, he said, "Chewy, we were home," and you said it, you teared up. Yes, and then so don't saw, be like, nah, nah,
1: nah, he's no, no. No, then we saw. It, nah. then we saw him, and I was like, oh, it, it looks. It'll all depend on how how well he comes off in the. Family. How much Harrison Ford cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to, right? Because he care. I mean, he cared about Indiana Jones, and he, he in that in Indiana Jones was good. The, the Crystal, uh, yeah, of the he, crystal was skull, the he wasn't the problem necessarily, but he cared, you could tell he was like, I'm gonna get back into this, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be this character again. But that really is something that you have to struggle with when you bring these older actors back who are, are so established. Cause you have to also remember that Harrison Ford was nothing when he did Han Solo the first time, he was nothing. He had done like, I think he had done like, uh, uh he had been in like a Kubrick film, I think he was in, um, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. No, that would be hilarious if he's just in the background like, <laughs> hey, guys, with a mask on. Was he like, in American Graffiti? He was in American Graffiti. And he was also in like uh, – I think he was in a Kubrick film that was uh, about the bomb. Uh, Dr. Strangelove. I think he was in that. Or maybe I'm thinking someone else. It doesn't matter. He wasn't that – he wasn't established as an actor. This is what broke him out. And so that, that was the power of that. Like we didn't know who Mark Hamill was. We didn't necessarily know who Carrie Fisher was. We didn't know who uh, Harrison Ford was. And now 40 years later, how many films has he done? Like hundreds at this point. It's uh, like he's got to get back into that headspace and it mm-hmm. might be hard for him. All right. Colin, what's your
2: topic? Yes. Well, the last two weeks, I went for some heavy hitting topics, So today, uh, which was uh, the Confederate flag and then gay marriage. So this time I thought I'd bring a little more uh, levity to the situation, perhaps. Maybe Eugene not, levity. Eugene levity. Mm-hmm. Uh, American pie. Still got it. American pie. So, uh, I want to just talk about it. You know, we'll do, this will be a quick one. What is your favorite season? Hmm. So, you have only four options. Summer, spring, fall, and winter. Or solstice. Or solstice. Or which autumn. Is not, which is not indeed a season. <laughs> or autumn. <laughs> autumn. You know, autumn if you're in in Europe. If you're in
3: Britain. Autumn's so weird because it's spelled all weird. It bothers me. Always has bothered me. And I will never forget it because in a second grade spelling test, I messed it That's up. What you, that was the one that yeah. got you? That Sorry goddamn goddamn about that, bro. Silent N. Yeah. 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 That'll get you every time. Uh,
0: my favorite is fall I love fall I love everything about fall I like that it's like. Granted we live in San Francisco now So we have no seasons But I like San Francisco Because it's almost always fall You know what I mean The weather here is mm. usually fall But I like fall In a real part of the country Because mm. the leaves change And it's pretty It gets to be sweatshirt weather Which is awesome mm. It's Halloween My favorite holiday uh, There's good food of course With your Thanksgiving Getting mixed in there And stuff too Football's back You gotta go back to school Which sucks I won't lie to you. All the good games start coming out, though. You know what I mean? That starts. But it's just the, the smell of fall in, for me, the suburbs of Chicago and Missouri or whatever. But, like, like that feeling of fall. Fall has a feel. That, that, you know, chill in the air. You go out and you pick your pumpkins. You're doing all this what? stuff. You go out and you pick your pumpkins at oh. a pumpkin patch. You ever heard of this? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you pick your pumpkins. You make them. You put them on the stuff. Mm-hmm. The colors are nice. I mean, even for, like, when you're drawing stuff in school. You got your browns and your oranges and your reds. You're, you're making, making some, your turkeys with your hands. You're making the turkeys with your hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. fall's the best.
3: I don't know, man. I think anyone that doesn't say summer's crazy. You're stupid. It's too hot. I mean, some okay, except it's not. If it you're is born and raised in San Francisco. Even today was summer. too hot. Today is a hot day. I don't like today, but I don't blame the summer for that. I I blame global warming and other God things that damn I don't it. understand. Obama, but it's not Obama's fault. Summer is the right answer because you're not in school. And forever, that'll be a big deal to me. I don't care that I'm a grown ass man now and I don't actually get summers. Sure, it's one of those things where I see all the kids out there, all those little boys and girls touching each other and stuff. Wow, getting their boba tea and all Where,
1: where and are I you like, at that you see boys and you. girls touching each other? Maybe it shouldn't go Irving. anymore as a you know, you, we do just on the day. Day. They, are, a they are
0: all like they do the thing where they're
3: like yeah. hands in each other's pockets, and they're walking like penguins. When it's like they they can't holding hands isn't enough. They need to be literally wrapped around each other and like walk in synchronisation. Cute, yeah. I'm not down with that because I was always way taller than them and it's just like it's weird to get like the motion right with your steps.
1: I appreciate that. Sure. But sure. Uh,
3: anyway, these are summer problems, you know, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot and when is Coke best? Yeah, that's right. Summer. What does summer no, mean? So
0: it's the best in the airplane. We've covered this. It's when you're in best. an airplane and you get a can of Coke, that's the best Coke you'll no, have. It's the best at the fountain beverage no. place. if you're if you're because terrestrial and you're on good. the ground, mm-hmm. the best Coke you'll get in a little aluminum bottles with the twist off caps. Cool. Those things are manufactured from magic.
3: Yeah, there's nothing. I just love Coke. But anyways, summer's great because you're not in school. E3 happens. All these great things happen. E3 happens It gives you blue balls. Yeah, but it's like it's a good jump off point for you to get excited about shit. I like getting excited about shit. I guess, but I mean, like summer too hot. Then mm. I'm talking about, I enjoyed
0: a good summer as a child, you know what I mean? I'm off school, which is amazing, of course. That's the big pro. Too hot, con. There are no games theoretically. There mm-hmm. now it's different, but when we were growing up, dead zone. Nothing's happening. You figure in the fall, all the games are popping off. You're getting Smash Brothers, you're staying over at your friend's house every Friday through Sunday. You come back, you go to school, you didn't do your homework. You, you know, you're having those kind of events. Things mm-hmm. are happening there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the Forcing people to be together and go to school or whatever is then making it where you can blow off steam on the weekend together that much more exciting. On Tuesday, you're thinking about the Friday night party or event or movie you're going to. Whereas with the summer, what somebody's living in your house on your couch forever.
3: But I mean that's I love that. It's someone living with you and all of a sudden you become nocturnal and none of this heat stuff matters because you never see day and it's
1: the best. I love summer. I want it. Back I'm to surprised so you say that because last time we were in L. A., we were in North Hollywood for uh, doing the Kevin Pereira thing, and it was so hot that all three of you were like, "I'm melting." It's so hot, and Tim, you were the worst. You were like, "Yeah, this heat shit is bad, bro. It's hella bad." I don't know it's hella bad. And it's Kevin true. was like, "I'm sweating, but I'm always sweating. So there's no real difference. Yeah. Kevin just is. It must his his world is different than his ours. His
2: natural state He's is just, is just, just sweat. sweating.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which I, I respect that about you, Kevin. You're honest about it. You're open about it, and that's good. Um, it de- for me, it depends on where I'm at geographically Because if I'm in Southern California, summer is my favorite I love the heat, I like wearing flip-flops and shorts I like being tan, I like going to the beach Or being by the pool, I like all the activities That a hot, sunny day represent Including barbecuing Love barbecuing, having said that, you can still barbecue In the fall, Yep. depending yep. on where you're at And sometimes it's even more fun because it's cold outside And you're drinking yeah. and barbecuing and you go inside um, But up here, I gotta go with the fall, I love the fall up here um, You actually feel the season There's that one day, there's always that one day where you're like, oh it's chilly. It's the it's fall. Yeah, I just felt it. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. And I also love. Uh, I like any. I like sweater weather. I like. I like being able to layer up. Yep. I like having to wear a jacket. For the longest time, uh, when I when I first moved up here, I didn't have a jacket because I didn't own a jacket like a big coat. In Southern California, there was no reason to. If it was slightly chilly outside, you just dealt with it. Because, mm-hmm. like you know, in Irvine or in Orange County, unless you're by the beach, you're by the beach, and you need a sweatshirt, or you know, you wrap a blanket around you, or whatever. If you're gonna fall asleep on the beach and you know, a nice romantic evening with yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, spent so many years in in, in SoCal and like a Newport Beach where you're just, it's just the day. The day was just about kind of getting up and throwing flip flops on and just going out and I just hate hanging out. Man, I love them.
3: That's cool. One yeah. of the things I like least about summer. Really? Why do you not flops. like flip flops? Because my feet just aren't used to it. Every single time I wear flip flops, it you like get the you break the I get you calluses. Break I get fucking Blister. cuts and shit, yeah. blisters. It's like, dude, I don't understand. You're walking around.
0: You all got floppy. You got spring shit. for good flip flops. Is you? No, but you're, I, you're I, buying I that shitty dollar no, store. No, Walgreens no, no. Flip-flop. About the
3: rainbows.
1: You got it? the rainbows. You have, to, you have to break in. You have to break those in with your feet. Like your feet have to get used to that and have to develop a little bit of a callus because yeah, yeah. the rubbing. The first time I went back to flip flops in a long time, I got the blisters. Also, now I just my feet are normal because I bring them with me everywhere I go. So like I brought flip flops with me to Momocon. And I'm bringing them with me to San Diego Comic Con for if I'm just going out of the hotel, walking to Starbucks and coming back. And I don't know. You know, no one's gonna judge me. Like well, Alexis isn't Mom. gonna see me. like, why are you wearing flip flops with jeans? This is disgusting. It's disgusting. She hates it, and so. That if I you guys are out there wearing like and jeans. She knows about like war, famine, right? Yeah, to, she does. Right. But yeah, <laughs> It's Alexis. This is what, to her, this is what causes war and famine. Oh, okay, okay. Just poor fashion choices. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that will forever be me. And also, you know, I grew up in a, in a really, really hot uh, part of Southern California. It was like the Inland Empire, which is the dry desert. And so you're talking about heat. That's 105, 110 sometimes in the summer. And so you have to be in a pool. So you'd be like, you'd set the barbecue, jump in the pool, and then kind of get out, check it, make yourself a cocktail, come back, in the, you know, and then... Like I've said before, if your parents are out of town, this is what you do: you set the air conditioning as low as humanly possible, and you make the entire interior of the house an ice box, so that when you come back in, you immediately cool off, and then you get a little chilly, and you want to go back out into the heat, thus ensuring that when your mom comes back and sees that bill, she screams at you for ten days straight.
2: You gotta, you gotta be. That's the thing, man, with with the heat and the, and the air conditioner is like I remember. With the air conditioner and the heater in my house, Mm -hmm. I knew the sound of my dad pulling up the street and getting in, and I would like fucking run (laughs) all the way, like down the hallway, down the stairs, like to the thermostat, and like turn it back to where it was, and then run back upstairs. And he would still know. Yeah. He he would, of course, he would. He would walk in and be like, it's too hot in here. Like if it was the winter or whatever. I'd be like, I'm like, he's like, you playing with the heater or whatever? And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, you playing with the heater? (laughs) You know? And and I'm I'm, like, like, yeah, "Yeah." and he's like, what'd you have it on? I'm like, I had it on 67. And he'll continue to look at you and be like, it was seventy, you know, and he's like, "Come on, Colin. the fuck out of here!" Yeah, yep. yeah, he knew you. He knew you. <laughs> they for always me, knew. It, for me, it was
1: the opposite. <laughs> it was the AC, and so like my parents had one air conditioning unit, but it was one of those older, air, like now they have like one that is smart enough to air condition whatever part of the house you're in. So you feel like I'm just downstairs. You head downstairs, and it won't bother wasting the space because that's a pretty considerable expense if you got a two story house like yeah, we definitely. grew up in, right? You're just you're air conditioning the entire square footage of the upstairs, and you don't really need that because you're not existing up there. And so if I'd have had that when I was a kid, would have given us a little break. But I mean. We must have caused – I must owe my parents thousands of dollars in air conditioning bills. And we're talking about a two-story house that's pretty big in Riverside. And so – and my brother and I were assholes. We would keep it on – Constantly. I mean, because <laughs> we liked going to bed with it freezing. Like, oh, yeah, I would go yeah. to bed with it freezing where almost you could almost see my breath. And then I would put like five blankets on my bed. And my mom's like, Why are you doing this? And I was yeah. like, That's how I like to sleep. Yeah, I'm there's something about it, man. It's yeah. just
3: like, It's comfortable. It just feels right.
1: Even now, when I go to hotels, like, when, you know, when we sit at the hotel in, in San Diego, I, the first thing I do, I drop the bags. I feel the temperature. It's no matter what, it's too hot and too humid. I crank the AC down to like 65, maybe 62. That's yeah, it. hotels are something special just because you just get to go and just get. You just do you you want. We talked you want. about this, yeah. but the, the shower. What's, the... th- what's the first thing you guys do when you go into a hotel room by yourself? Beat it. You just beat that thing like a. Do you? <laughs> <No>, you <gotta laughs> the door's its... not even closed. You got to mark the part. territory. It's <laughs>
0: like, nah, it's usually go to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> I yeah. explore. Yeah, yeah, I do a little exploring. Just opening things up. Yeah, just you know, see what's what it, what it is. Yeah, I I immediately shed clothes.
1: I'll be honest with you. Like I walk in and I just like 'cause usually usually it's after a significant p- portion oh, of travel. You. Wow. And you feel so confined that you're like, I've been in these shoes and these pants yeah. and these underwear for so long that I just want to like just take it all off for a second and just be the way God intended
2: us to be. I don't think I've ever said to myself, I've been in this these underwear for so long. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean, like when you're on a plane, you
2: you feel just no, physically absolutely. cramped and then you get to the You after, get the back sweat. You going, get the back sweats,
1: uh, uh the the sweat and the grundle and somebody then, right in
0: front of you coughing with their mouth open for uh, no fucking ah, reason.
1: Ah, ah you just want to be like, you do the column where you already look, the disapproving look up and down. Yeah. And they're not getting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally. I I'm right that. there with you. And so yeah, and then you got the cab ride in where the guy's like, you yeah. finally take cash and you're like, no, it's illegal for you to say that. And it's a whole rigmarole. And then when you get to the hotel, then that you gotta wait in the line of the thing and the person's like, I don't have you here. And you're like, no, it's scarping, scarping S-C-A. Give me the thing. Give me the thing. And you type it in yourself. And then you finally get up. And maybe your card works. Your room's not ready yet. Or the room's not ready yet. The right? room's not ready is the worst. But finally you get there and the room's ready. And you walk in, and you 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 just drop the bag and you close the door and it's silence. And you just turn the AC down as far as seemingly possible. And just in one fell swoop, just and your just clothes come off. Uh-huh. And you just you just sit there. You maybe you go to the stuff. bathroom. That's probably the number one thing I do after that. Yeah. So I just sit on the toilet, see what happens.
2: You sometimes got no goods
1: the worst is when you're with people and they're like, okay, meet back downstairs in five minutes. You're like, no. So you mean no. every single time we ever Every travel, time we go anywhere, it's ever. like meet back downstairs in five minutes. I was like, I need at least 15 minutes to decompress. But
3: it's this weird pressure, and we do this to ourselves, where I feel like we do that because we feel like everyone else wants to do that. But we all know we none For of now, us
2: want to know that. You can know that whenever we travel together. I don't want to see you guys at all. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in my room, and you guys just let me know when we well, have we go to go to When we go to SGC panel.
0: next week, we'll all come in and just immediately go into the rooms. We're sharing rooms again. We'll go and just get naked together and lay on the beds. Wait. Poop. Whatever we need to do. Hold on. Together? Or yeah. in,
3: Like in one room? Well, There's two rooms of two people.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nick and I have a good time when we... Yeah. We do. We, we chat can, like little yeah. girls. I, we, now,
0: remember, we got to correct it. This time when we get there to check in, we ask for adjoining rooms. Yes. So we can have the
2: door open.
3: That'll be really good. Middle
2: of the night water That's balloon real fights. That's I need. Yeah.
3: Big old uh, fire ants. It's going to be fun.
2: <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to say, I respect... The, well, the, the, did you pick one? No, pick no, no. The, <laughs> the summer coming from where I come from is just way too fucking... Exactly. Angry. Human and shitty. Uh, Long Island summers are just awful, just so fucking awful. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I, the summer, it, it, it the summer also meant something when I was younger, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. That's the other thing. It just doesn't mean anything. It's a very nostalgic time. I remember, you know, sure. How does it not, not mean anything any, anymore? How does the summer not mean anything? Do anymore? Do you mean to you or do you mean in general? Well, if it doesn't me. mean anything to me, it doesn't mean anything to anyone. Okay. You see, I thought you were just
0: making the declarative statement that summer was now meaningless to the world. To the world, we're going to say it, with
2: internet or some connection. I don't know. No. <laughs> but, well, the. The internet might have something to do with that more generally. I feel like the summer just doesn't have any re- resonance with me after – it wasn't even – like in college, my first two years in college, I went home. So it even meant something then. But at those last years I was in college, I stayed in Boston. So at that point when I was twenty twenty one, 21, like summers were just re- – they didn't have any meaning. I was no, in yeah. class and all that kind of stuff and just like oh, taking yeah. weird things. Once
0: mm. I got to IGN and, and I was out of a college town because I worked at the Tribune, you know, after college where it was still – the economy's based on Mizzou. And I got – like here I would – it would be middle July. And I'd be like, all oh, right, you know. People aren't in school right now. Like That's yeah. not happening. You know what I mean? You totally lose sight of all that. It's
3: weird because then you get old and your summers go away. But what, what's what been super weird for me is the fact that at IGN, it, we didn't have summers, but we got winter break still. None of my other friends that had real jobs had winter break. Yeah. So we'd get like two weeks off, sometimes more, yeah. depending on what was going on. And uh, it's weird that now, now it's gone. Now we have no breaks ever. For the rest of our lives, we can theoretically take whatever well, the
0: we, we want. Let's take a six-month sabbatical we, right yeah, now. We can take summer. Can I? <laughs> yeah. Can I ask for us to have
2: summers? I feel like that'd be pretty dope. If, if we, we had summers, summers off, yeah, <laughs> Maybe cool. when we have more people working for us, we that can... might be
1: slightly <laughs> detrimental to the uh, success of our business. Are but Kevin could just take over. Summer? Yeah, you'll be fine, right, Kevin? Kevin, you're okay for three months on your on your own, right? Just go to you. Just do all the parts. Yep. Just put all the mics by you, but like, oi, I'm Greg Miller, and then go to the next one. Like, I disapprove of everything that you're saying. And then would be like, "This what? No, hella."
0: And then when
1: you get
2: that to meet, sounds just like like your Sean amazing. Finnegan.
0: Now your Sean Finnegan's becoming your Tim Getty. No,
2: the Tim Getty's has always been like, "What? No, hella." It's always That's been Tim. Right. Always been Tim. It's Pretty spot on. Uh, so I will say, spring is garbage. No one cares about spring. It's so right. it really comes down. So it really comes down to. So it really comes down to fall and winter. Now I respect the right. fall because the fall is when hockey comes back. It's when football come back. Comes back, like Greg said. Uh, it's tolerable. I, I like playing outside during the fall. I don't feel like you're gonna fucking die and have a heat stroke mm-hmm. uh but i my answer is definitively winter wow um and i I think winters with snow like New York winters are pretty bad, but Boston winters are atrocious they are the worst. um there's just something. And I'm not even be, trying to be Colin-like I, like I say this. Who
1: didn't see this coming? Colin just, chooses winter. There's like, something... The, there's the something winters is, in Boston are, like, going north of the wall, dude. It's fucking horrible over yeah, there.
2: Yeah, I know. It's and, terrible. And uh, there's something amazing about it just being dead. You know what I mean? Like, everything is just dead. You know, and you go outside, and it's just... There's no plants, no animals... People are dressed up like Eskimos walking around. Mm-hmm. You can't see and the ice climbers. Is, here, so. it, it, the ice climbers exactly it reminds you of them. It does remind me of them, and it makes you sad. So I, I but here's the thing. Here's the reason. But here's the, But here's the real reason why I like winter. Winter always inspired me. It was always when I wanted to write. It was always when I wanted to read you I like I had a skylight in my room growing up and I remember like it would be like covered in snow and I'd like open it to get the snow off and then it would fall and there was like a tree that was like over my skylight that was like dead and stuff and then you look I look in the backyard and it was just w- covered with white and like I don't there's something about that that brought out a lot of creative energy in me so like I always I always liked winter for those reasons like I was like this is when I want to play games this is when I want to immerse myself in some fiction this is when I want to mm-hmm. Kind of just stay inside in front of you know our our fireplace or in front of our, our wood burning stove and just kind of like read a book or something. I I like winter because it's the great excuse to not go outside. Sure but not. when you do go outside during the winter, then you know you do funny things. And, and you know we used to uh, in our in our neighborhood we used to build uh, uh, and by we I really it was it was instigated by my friends Mike and Brian would build things like huge snowmen in the middle of the road, which then people would have to like run over to get over them or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and and there's just a weird rule set to winter. You know, like, there's just... To just be a hooligan? Is that what you guys used to do when you went out? No, we just thought it was funny. I remember, I'll never forget we built this huge snowman in the middle of the road and a, a school bus just fucking ring, ring like, fucking ran it over. This is hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's like when there's, like, you're wishing that there's no school and yeah, I'm that's playing a cool tons moment. of hockey. I'm going out to the ponds and playing hockey and hoping I don't fall in, which would happen sometimes because the ice wasn't ready. And... Uh, you know, all these I don't know, there's just something special about winter. I don't think you can deny that how special winter is. Now, I understand spring is when things are re, you know, reborn, but that's not exciting to me. What's oh, exciting but spring's to me,
0: exciting the first time you can put your windows down, and you're driving around.
3: I guess.
2: I love San Francisco. San
3: Francisco is spring all the time or it's fall just, all the time, which is nice. Everything at all times. Yeah, winter sucks. I do want to give a shout out to hot
0: chocolate though, in yeah. terms of winter. There's up there's ups and there's pros and cons for each one of these seasons. Mm. But yeah, winter I I no, winter I can't stand. Really? It, yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. It's, at least it's Chicago, so it's fucking snows out of the blue. It's so fucking cold. Salt trucks go by. Everyone's got that fucking gray film on their cars just from l- trying mm-hmm. to survive in this forever. Yeah. Oh, it's four thirty in the afternoon. Pitch fucking black outside. This is fun. What a great fucking place to live. I like <laughs> short days. Ugh. so depressing. You leave school. It's already dark. You're like, oh
1: my god. Yeah, I'm the opposite of that one. I like. I like when the days are long. I like to. I like to feel like the day time
2: is. Like an eight thirty sunset. Like, oh, yeah, that's great. But, I, 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 why, why? Like, What, what is? I, I don't understand this. You're not. Gonna, it's not like Greg goes outside. See, this is the, the random the thing that I really need to know about this. Is that it's not like Greg's an outdoorsman. He's not like hiking. You know. Yeah. So, like, what? What, be- what benefit are you are you getting from a long day? You know, well, like, the
0: long days are significantly better in the weather wise. So again, the windows can be open. There can be a breeze. You can hear birds chirping. If, you, if nah, we're I back to being, if, again, you're not an outdoorsman now either. If we're back to being kids, you can go play in the yard. You can still yeah. ride your
3: bikes. That was my thing. The longer days meant that I could stay at Kevin's longer before yeah. I had to go home. Because the bus would be, like my mom did, while would we taking the bus in the dark and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. So it was always weird because it's longer in the summer, right? Like the days are longer in the summer? Yeah. So it, I was a little thrown off by that because I was like, fuck, I wish that the days were longer in the the wintertime. Because the summer, I, I can fucking stay forever because I don't have school or anything, so I just sure, sleep over sure. for me, the entire months. But uh, I wanted the winter to be longer so that on like random school nights and shit, I could stay out longer. Mm-hmm. It was hard, man. Life's so hard when you're a kid. Life's
1: really hard when you're a kid. Yeah, to, me, to me, that, that is a good point, because when I was a kid, the nighttime was when I had to come back in. Because apparently to my mother, the nighttime represented death. They mostly come out at yeah, yeah. It was I, Castlevania, I, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Most. she was always like, you can do whatever you want, but you should do it before the sunset. And I'm like, alright. I tested it a couple times. I didn't die, but I got her wrath. Um, it's like the light,
0: you're like chasing the light, the light's following yeah. you and getting like darkness. the darkness is coming right back. This is like
1: Chronicles of Riddick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I used to love the night, I used to be very, very nocturnal. When I, when I got married, my wife loves it, the sunshine, mostly because I think it does, it actually affects your mood as well. Like the, yeah. the sunnier it is outside, the more you go outside, the happier you're going to be. I mean, I think that's just the way it works. Vitamin D. Yeah, science. Um, But yeah, I also just, again, coming from SoCal, like the longer the day, the more, the longer the barbecue can last before it goes night and nights when the party really begins. Right, Kev? (laughs) Kevin's wearing a How to Train Your Dragon shirt right now. And I like that. I like that a lot. Limited run, he says. Hey. Nick. Yes. What's your topic? Uh, My topic today is Netflix. Hey! And so recently, here's what's been happening. I I go home. The old habits die hard, right? Um, I go home and I immediately turn the TV on. Um, and there's nothing on. Sure. Never. There's never anything on. Uh, my wife leaves it on MSNBC, so uh, more often than not when I'm eating dinner, I just end up watching news, which is good. It's. I mean, I'm a little bit more informed than I was even a month ago. But now I sort of gravitate toward just immediately turning my PS4 on and going over the Netflix app and just keeping that on and just kind of blading through and seeing what else is there. So I'm wondering what your guys' habits are in regards to Netflix. Has it become a staple in your life? Mm is it because Hulu's nipping at its toes like Hulu's trying to get as much content as humanly possible. Uh but Netflix really is that to me is this is this synonymous it's synonymous with cable, it's synonymous with the HBO. It is sort sure. of the thing one of my go to systems.
0: Yeah. I mean for I mean like for me, what you where I am with Netflix, right, is constant disappointment, I feel like. Yeah. Is that I turn it on, I have built out my list, mm-hmm. and I only watch TV or I only watch anything that speaks at me when I'm extremely tired and can't don't want to play a game sure. or when I'm gonna eat something. You just wanna have something on while you eat, right? right? And so Right right now, we're in a great time for video games. So when Christine and I sit down to eat, we're looking for something 30 minutes or less. We don't want to be committed to a movie here or everything else. So then it's mainly, what do you want to watch? I don't want to You go back around. You're like, I want to watch It Follows. It Follows. Is it on there? I thought it was. Some kid tweets me about The Bridge, that documentary about the Golden Gate Bridge. And I was like, I've been waiting for that. And he said he watched it on Netflix. I was like, yeah. Can't find it. Of course, he's in Canada or whatever. I'm like, God. God damn it. And so it's just like I have all these things on there I never really want to watch. I settle a lot on things to watch. Right. Once in a while, there will be like that the morning the other day where I was like, "All right, let's watch the Sheik." Watch the Sheik documentary. I'm like that was great. That's awesome. But Christine's not a big documentary person, so I don't watch a lot. of I have to try mm-hmm. to figure out when I'm watching these documentaries by myself.
1: The Sheik, I watch the Sheik, by the way. It's good. It's depressing. Yeah, but good. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Is that every day I go home. And we go – and I and I, I I kind of log on to Netflix and I blade through all the options. And inevitably, I spend more time adding things to my queue that I never intend to watch than I do yeah. actually watching anything. With the exception of I was – we were in Santa Cruz last weekend for the 4th of July. And I walked onto the boardwalk and I was like, oh, right. This is where they shot Lost Boys. I wonder – and I, I looked at it. It was very fascinating to me to to, to see the, the boardwalk and then immediately jump on Netflix where Lost Boys was. I remember because I put it on my queue. I was like, oh, it's on my queue watched it two days later and was like, this is really cool to see how they photographed the boardwalk and how they made it bigger and how they made it a little bit more like they made it feel that had that sense of mystery at night and like there was all these things happening. In reality, the boardwalks just kind of – it's not that big. It's a disaster. It's a disaster, and it's mostly just um, things that shouldn't be frozen and refried. refried. Why is it a disaster?
3: (laughs) Dude, it was like – so this – not to go too much on a tangent, but this weekend in Santa Cruz was just – so we didn't go with Nick. Me and my friends went separate of him. And I'm surprised we didn't cross paths at some point. But it, it was also impossible. There was so many sense. people down there. We didn't even have seen so many motherfuckers. And people go on this, this damn beach. It was like shoulder to shoulder just people.
1: But what I didn't understand is every single group had a tent. Yeah. That was weird. And I remember when I was a kid, having a tent meant that you were a quitter. When you went to the beach in Southern California, if you had a tent, it meant that, you, like, what are you doing on the beach? Get off the beach. Yeah. No one had tents. Fucking leave. All you did was you brought a blanket. If you were a family, you brought a big blanket that inevitably <laughs> that inevitably got way too much sand in it and it became the bane of your existence from that point on until the next time you went to the beach, where you're like, just you're constantly shaking this damn blanket out. You had that, a cooler, and like your parents would have the chairs. Because for some stupid reason your parents never bought four chairs, they just bought two for themselves, the selfish bastards. And so you'd always be like, Well, I guess I'll just sit in the fucking sand. <laughs> And you would just sit out, right? Or they'd be like, go play in the ocean. You go play in the ocean, come back, and you sit in the mud because at that point you would sit in the sand. It would become, it'd become kind of wet and dirty sand. Um, but we go to Santa Cruz, and I'm like literally in shock. It is wall to wall. Well, there's no walls, but like every square foot foot of the beach was covered in a gigantic tent. And so people now, got there early in the morning and put a fucking huge tent up and never saw the sun. So for someone who doesn't
0: go to the beaches and wasn't raised at the beaches, you're saying tent. Do you mean like a camping tent? Do you mean like a raised oh, top dude, tent? There was
3: camping tents. There was just giant umbrellas that were like unnecessary. Talking, there was these weird the like greenhouse looking yeah. things that were just like like everything was translucent. I'm like, why? Like, what's the point of this thing? Like,
1: what are you shielding yourself from? Do you know when you go to a street fair? Yes. And they they put the big canopies up that yeah. are like that you know for... like I, like I do for tailgating, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there was it was just all that. Okay. Maybe like one dude had an umbrella and he was like the he was the outcast. Everyone's like, "Get <laughs> out of here, <laughs> poor oh, guy." Like frat, Come on. But it was crazy cuz I'm like it's not a, it's not that sunny. It was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it wasn't strikingly hot. So you didn't need to escape from the heat. All it was a really t-
3: weird weekend and it was very like San Francisco and weather where it was like Very foggy looking, but it was hot. But then all of a sudden, it start raining a little. Right. But it's like what I don't understand how to comprehend what I'm feeling right now. But it was like it was warm enough to go into the ocean, mind you. My entire group did not go into the ocean. It was just me and Kevin. We had a great time. Glad you guys went. But it was really cold, and then sharks came, and we're like, "Well, shit!" Ah. And then they made everyone fucking leave the ocean. I'm like, "Was there a panic?" Thanks. I mean, it was less of a panic and more of a. Oh, is that Boat telling everyone to get out because there's sharks? I think there's sharks. Is there sharks? I think there's sharks. Oh, cool. And everyone starts saying, I think there's sharks. And that was it. Oh. No, it, it yeah, happen. it was like, it was not, not like the movies. And we had just watched Jaws 3, which is a classic movie. Why would you movie. watch Jaws 3? It was on TV and we were just watching it. But like, have you seen Jaws 3? You mean Jaws, a long 3 time. Yeah, yeah. Jaws 3D? Yeah, Jaws 3D, which ends with the shark. It's a JPEG of a shark mm-hmm. coming towards them. And they stretch the JPEG's mouth so it kind of, like, it warps. It doesn't even, like, it's not even a separate image. And it just comes. It hits the glass. The glass explodes. And it's the cheapest looking, like, everything flying at the screen. And all of a sudden, the shark teeth just kind of, like, oh, my God, damn it, I hate this. And I didn't even get to see that in real life. It was just people, like, well, a little tugboat thing going by, like, with that megaphone. They didn't even say anything. They just kind of held it up and everyone
1: just knew we should exit the water all four people that were in the water Yeah. all of whom were wearing rash guards me and Kevin yeah it was kind of weird <laughs> i mean honestly we went to the, we went to the most touristy part of the beach apparently there are, like there's Seabright which is a nicer beach that i walked by and i was like okay this looks a little bit more like what i'm used to where it's people are grilling they're barbecuing they're hanging out there's not a lot of umbrellas and they're waiting for the sun to go down to watch the fireworks which that was a beach really snob cool. i'm not a beach snob it's just to me the, the the experience of growing up around the beach and going to the beach holds a special place in my heart, and that's you're supposed to be really uncomfortable. You just when I was a kid, that's just what that meant to me was. Hey, we're going to the beach, and I'm like, great. This is combining three of the things that I like least in the world: one, taking my shirt off; yeah, two, being baked by the sun, sure, which God. inevitably is going to lead to a wicked, wicked sunburn, mm. and th- in the weirdest places, by in the, the weirdest way. places, and then three. Being covered in sand while I'm shirtless, eating. Because I would just eat constantly. You're at the beach. Like, while I went in the water, that's the one thing I can do. The other thing I can do is go get 15 Chip witches and just smother them, smother my face in them. Are you familiar with the chipwitch? Yeah. It's the It's It? Yeah, you The are. It's It bar? Ice cream uh, sandwich. It's oh, like an ice they, cream sandwich with the with the little chocolate chips it, around the side. Say. I used to get those all the time, or the frozen banana, which my wife and I got this last night. I was like, "Oh, I'm get a like, let's get a frozen banana." Of the bomb. But yeah, when I was a kid, I had such a, I had such a, uh, I was so hung up on my body image that I was like, I don't want to take my shirt off, but I do want to eat, and so I would be just c- con- like, I would be contributing to the problem because I would just eat constantly and be like, I, I especially don't want to take my shirt off now. And then the back of my ears, my neck would just be char broiled, yeah. and the rest of my body would be like paper white. Paper white.
3: Yeah, man. Santa Cruz is weird because like I've grown up going there. So I went there a bazillion times. Sure. I haven't been there in like probably 10 years at this point. And it was the same place I remember but with a lot of just different things. Main thing being I'm now an adult. So all things I wanted to do when I was younger, it was just like, oh, I can do those things. So all those deep fried Twinkies that mm-hmm. I always just looked at and was mm-hmm.
1: like, man, one day. I walked by that. Today by was the
3: that day. And we got to walk, and me and Kevin, oh man, it was just like, I want dipping dots. I'm going to get the extra large dipping dots. I think I want to buy one of those, but I'm not going to get it yet because I want to keep walking because maybe they're deep frying something else I want to get.
1: I'll tell you this, and you were smart. Did you see at that same Twinkie stand, they had the deep fried Twinkie and the deep fried Oreo and the deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And yeah, we saw that. That was ridiculous.
3: God bless you. Like that, it was just amazing. Now, what upset me about Santa Cruz is they have a haunted house, Mm -hmm. and it's a classic. I remember this ride from from my younger days, and it it meant something very special to me. They remodeled it. Mm -hmm. So they completely changed the ride. I had to wait in line. We waited in line like 45 minutes. There was way too many people at this goddamn place. It was upsetting. Get on the ride. First couple rooms you go through, I'm like, oh, it's a haunted house. Like, I'm an adult, so this isn't as cool as it used to be, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Then all of a sudden they get to another room. I'm like, oh, it's the Santa Cruz haunted house. They remodeled it. They obviously were on a budget. They obviously just went to the, like, the place, the, the warehouse. The hat, ha- yeah, and they're just like, I'm just gonna what can we get on sale? Because all of a sudden a velociraptor pops out, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then there's just an alligator kind of chilling, and he's just doing shit. And I'm like, what the it's fuck? It's not even animated, it's just yeah, sitting in the corner we, we get collecting into, dust. We get into another room and there's just this, like, devil looking thing, and I'm like, that's not even a haunted house thing, like, that's just a fucking devil! And then it's the walking dead all of a sudden. I'm like, all right, you guys you're not even trying. <laughs> you're anymore. not committing to <laughs> like, the theme. This is of not a haunted house. house. This is just a fucking disaster. <laughs> just throw it, some stuff in. it was upsetting. It was very upsetting.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting weekend for me too, but um it, it was cool to see and again it was cool to then go back and and see how they like why they chose that specific area and how they were able to make that whole thing look a lot better and a lot bigger. Because you watch, you go back and watch a movie that, like Lost Boys, and the, the boardwalk looks huge, and like all these stores are supposed to be in and all that stuff. And in reality, all it is is shop after shop after shop of things that You'd shouldn't be buy. fried are that are fried, which is pretty amazing. Colin, but, um, how do you
2: use Netflix? <laughs> you say what the hell was the topic? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> also, did Pratil drink
2: any of this water? No, he didn't. He didn't. So uh, Netflix is is like, I don't know. It's one of those things that. Is a great idea. They persevered. I give them a lot of credit. I was just talking about them with, the other day with someone. Is that all signs should have pointed to them being extinct by now, yet they figured out a way to revolutionize uh, the way we watch films again. And, and, they're much, and in a way, they're kind of, I, I don't want to compare them to Apple necessarily, because they're definitely not nearly Apple, but they're Apple like in the sense that they revolutionized the way to watch movies 15 years ago and then did it again. Um, and stayed relevant because I was talking to someone. I'm like, remember when Blockbuster was like kind of beating Netflix for a while, and they were doing their mail in thing? You could just go to any store and like just trade out movies. I was I was very loyal to Netflix at that time. You know, you know, Dance with the One that brought you and all that. Uh, well, but you were loyal to Netflix or Blockbuster? To Netflix. Okay. Um, but uh, they figured out a way to to persevere, and, and I can't believe that they only charge eight dollars a month. I have no idea like how they make money. Well, they tra- I think I guess they tried. I think they raised it. It used to be seven ninety nine. Now it's eight ninety nine, right, or something like that. I still pay seven ninety nine to you, yeah, grandfather. Uh, um, But uh, I'm not a grandfather I, I don't I don't even have any kids <laughs> You're uh, ruining it Kevin. We want us to make him think The video froze <laughs> We like doing Pregnant pauses Um, So I, I like using Netflix But I agree in the sense That it's it's A lot of volume And not a lot of things That I actually want to watch And the biggest problem With Netflix Is that it's just Unsearchable right. So yeah. Like it's just re- There's a, a great website That it's called It's like StreamingCatalog.com or something—I don't know what the fuck it is—but it's like a place where you can go, and it's just like it—it's somehow gotten into Netflix's API, or whatever. Where it's like, here's everything on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, why doesn't Netflix do this? Yeah, like, I don't. This understand... it's really
3: weird with a lot of their stuff. It's and annoying. That's, I mean, I have a lot of issues, and I just personally don't like streaming programs like that. But Netflix is interesting in that they don't release any stats, they don't release what their catalog is, they won't let you know what the most popular things are. You can't search by popularity, search by like mm-hmm. all these things that are kind of. We are so used to, because we've used things like Amazon for so long, Yeah, where it's like, that's how you filter things. You use iTunes, that's how you filter things. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, or even YouTube, all this stuff. Netflix is just kind of like, it really is tailored to getting people to just constantly put things in their queue to feel yeah. like they're getting more value than they actually are. Yeah, it's,
2: I mean, there's certainly a, you know, they are masters of UI in a sense, because Netflix, especially on PS4, I think is like really, really well done, so... They know what they're doing. They relieve these things out because probably they're looking at statistics saying like this is just the way we can maximize the amount of money we make. But it's annoying that I have to use like a third party site that's like basically hacking into their API to figure out like what the fuck is on mm-hmm. the goddamn service. Like yeah. I like it's annoying when it's like, here's the documentaries and here's twenty documentaries. And I'm like, you don't have just 20 documentaries, so why can't I exactly, see all exactly. of them? I don't right. understand. And here's where And here's where Netflix is kinda getting nipped in the butt a little bit, is that Amazon. Amazon Prime to me is a superior service and they have fewer things available for free, but what they do have is kind of a more searchable and organic way to look at things where I can just pay for anything that, I, that they, you know, like, so it's like, yeah, we're not streaming this, but you can pay us for it. And at least I, I like that kind of thing where it's like Amazon just has everything. Yeah. And then you look through it, and you're like, okay, I'm looking at the Batman movies. It's $3 to rent the Batman movie or 24 hours or right, mm-hmm. whatever. I've spent a yeah.
0: lot of money on Amazon just for that reason, too, where you go through Netflix and, like, no, this looks good. You jump over to Amazon, new releases. Okay, I've bought movies there, right? Because you rationalize rationalizing your head of like, well, it's 12 bucks, but if I would have seen it in theaters, it would have been 13 plus this, that, you know what I mean? So whatever, fuck it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I'm, I'm kind of I'm, – I'm on the fence on that, too, because more often than not, I'm like, oh, you know what? I really want to watch, and I go first, search Netflix and make sure I can get it for free. It's not there. You immediately go to Amazon. Yeah, it's there. It's three dollars. Yeah. Now you know you can't buy it in app. You have to go,
0: which is so weird that they is, do this. Yeah, yeah. On, on the PlayStation, and I'm I'm thinking about this wrong. On the PlayStation. Amazon Instant. You can buy things right can there you, you and go. You can go to your credit card. On yeah, Xbox, but on, you your, on, on your Xbox, you can't. On your iPhone, I, I, uh, iPad app, you can't. And then if you go through the Amazon app on iPad, like the Amazon storefront, mm-hmm. you can't buy it there either. It's super weird. You have to go in through the browser and yeah, do this. Weird. To do this. And that's,
3: I think a big problem I have with Amazon is the whole needing to get, like, their, their player sucks and you have to use all that like third-party bullshit and like that's the same issue I have with their music service where you, you need Amazon Downloader To download stuff, oh right, 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 They just complicate things. Whereas Netflix is just this one place, like get it. So all the places have their pros and cons, and overall, I'm not a big fan of the streaming stuff. If I want to watch a movie like that bad, I'll go to Amazon and try to get the Blu-ray of it. You're crazy, but that's nuts. You're old. Yeah, I am. But it's just 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 too
1: long to wait. By that time, I'm like, by the time it comes, I'm not going to want to watch. With Prime now, they're
3: essentially like time warping. They like they're sending me things
1: before I use you like this. I think I'll get um, the movie Wind starring Matthew. Oh, it's right here.
2: Yeah exactly yeah I mean but that's the beauty of like that's the beauty of Amazon instant like instant video is that it's first of all you're not paying for it like you pay per Prime which is a totally different product and you're just getting this shit for free which is something like I really respect out of them I I respect the shit out of Amazon for that it's like Prime is a brilliant way to be like it's basically just free shipping for your products but we're gonna give you all these accoutrements there's all these cool things added so if you
1: have Prime you get free streaming of movies yeah they have a whole library of stuff. Oh, they really? have a ton of I watch. It's I watch very,
3: very. Like, so here's the thing. So at IGN, I had a show called What to Watch, where I would tell people like what, where to find stuff that's streaming. And it was such a complicated show to figure out because the way that licensing works with all this stuff, mm-hmm. it's like things will be on Netflix for uh, a month and then taken off, but they don't make that clear anywhere. So like it's all, it was always super hard to figure out where things are. But Amazon always had it. Like no matter what, that was my go-to of like, all right, I can reliably know that it'll be there, and there's a 50% chance it's free.
2: Yeah, what's what's cool about it too is that what I really like about it and what and this is what I like about Amazon, I kinda wish Netflix would do this too, is just Netflix would just ingest everything and be like, We have Netflix, we have like a a Netflix streaming thing where you pay a subscription and we give you, you know, a bunch of shit for free, but we also have everything that's not free and you can just pay us for it. Like if Netflix did something like that and I think that they will eventually do something like that, that would be way smarter because and then maybe you get a discount depending on the rate of your you know of your plan and stuff like that. Because what's cool about Amazon Prime, like I said, is that I watch, like, I'm in season six of The Good Wife now. I've watched that whole series for free, you know? And that's, it's mm-hmm. $40 a season to buy it, you know? So it's pretty cool. And, like, I like that they have, like, a bunch of PBS shit. So, like, I'm really into Nova and Frontline. I think those shows are fucking phenomenal. And they'll have, they have seasons of Frontline and Nova going, like, way back. And you can buy all the episodes. And then they'll have just, like, sporadic ones for free to kind of, like, give you a little bit of the, you know, taste of the drug before you buy it. But I like that. <laughs> but I like that, you know, you know, we're you know. As a kid, maybe, or as a college student, I wouldn't have been able to do this. But as someone who has like a salary and like you know a little bit of disposable income in his life, it's cool that like if I want to go on there and be like, you know what, I want to just see this thirty for thirty. Here's three dollars, whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Netflix doesn't give me that option. Netflix is like, these are the 10 30 for 30s that we have. They're from the fucking first season. You saw them four years ago, so you're probably not interested in them, right? Netflix to me, I like. It's one of those things. The same reason why I like having cable. It's like I like it that it's just there. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I have cable and like two hundred channels is just I just like that it's there. I don't use it. Do you want God well, forbid I would you, never use cable, but I'm okay. But but like I, I just like that it's there and once a once a month I'll just go on and like look for something to watch. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me comfortable that it's there. Yeah, that's the, the way I feel, and that's the way I feel about Netflix where I'm like, I don't really use it. I just I don't use my queue anymore or anything like that. And the reason I don't use Netflix more is because it's unsearchable. It's just showing me the same shit over and over again. When you're when you're dedicating ten percent of your real estate to things I would already seen, and asking me if I want to watch it again—that's a big fucking problem to me. Yeah. So Amazon has ways around that, and I like. So I think Amazon Instant Video is, a, is actually a superior, superior service, both free and paid, because it's a fusion of both. Interesting. Yeah. Now, the one the one place obviously Amazon doesn't have them beat, or at least in
1: the public reception, is the, is in the original programming market. Yeah. And so that's oh, that sure, to me yeah. is that to me is another one of those things with Netflix. Where you're like you're talking about how they should have died out, you know, they've reinvented themselves, but they've also reinvented themselves again. Because at first they were a you know disc delivery service, right? Where you didn't have to leave your home; you could just order it, and a day later it'd be there. Then it became streaming; they were kings of streaming, and now they're starting to compete with HBO on the original programming front, if not are strong competitors and the same with HBO right We you don't really necessarily know how many people are watching their shows either and they don't want you to know that because then that, that creates that artificial competition which then creates an artificial value for whatever you're watching so as far as I'm concerned Orange is the New Black gets as many views as Game of Thrones we probably we know for sure that's probably not the case but no one could tell you right yeah um so that is – that's very fascinating to me because there's – every day I listen to news or I read news about uh, uh, shows that are being greenlit and they're being greenlit more and more by by places like HBO, by places like Netflix and like Hulu. Um, and I just realized finally like maybe a couple months ago I'm like I'm so out of touch with what's happening on network television. Oh, yeah. But I probably know more about what's happening on Hulu than I do about NBC, like what shows are getting greenlit on NBC. And that's very telling. And I have to imagine that if I'm that way, what's a person who's growing up now like well, – what does a 14 year olds habit? Are they do they even give a shit about any of that stuff? Are they straight up just YouTube and downloading stuff illegally? Yeah, I don't know.
3: I mean, I feel like for us specifically, like I feel we're we're super in tune with what's happening on Hulu and Netflix
1: and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think the normal person isn't. They're not yet. It's not a mainstream thing yet, I don't think. But I think it will be. And actually, I don't think it ever will be. I think there'll just be a there'll be kind of an equilibrium that it all reaches. Right. Or well, right now, like a lot of viewers are are dissatisfied with traditional mainstream television because we've been fed sort of the exact same thing over and over again we are craving those original series like um game of thrones or true detective or ballers what's up yeah great show um just because they're giving a slightly different experience they can experiment with them They, they don't have to be the same sort of boring model that we've seen over and over again um and hulu's now hulu has become the place where um when the shows can't don't have a market on mainstream TV. They get picked up by Hulu. Mm-hmm. So it's like Community went over to Hulu for a yeah, season, right? The rest no, of development. Community went oh, to Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo, I'm sorry. Similar, similar thing, right, where it's like, well, we can't exist on NBC because we can't afford yeah. to charge the ridiculous ad rev that each one of these shows needs to sustain itself. So they'll go over to Yahoo or go over to Hulu. So it's going to be really interesting to watch to see what people's idea of a television show is in the next five to ten years because it's just going to be content similar to kind of what we're doing now, right? But I don't know. I digress. I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, the only thing I would say to that is that Netflix is investing in original programming, and I appreciate it. But there's really only two shows of any consequence on Netflix. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, and by that Scandal. I mean, no, I'm kidding. By by that I mean that there's shows people like, but there are shows like Emmy quality shows, like like Game of Thrones, or not Game of Thrones, House of, uh, Cards. House of Cards, and yeah. to a lesser extent, Orange is the New Black. That's basically all that is relevant in terms of high quality, right? It's so crazy because you log so they on. need to so they need to do they need to do better than that. They, there are, then I th- feel like they're already making wave, tra-
0: waves, though, with that, right? Like, this season, or this season, whatever, Jesus. The last three, four months have seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which was awesome, which is a great mm-hmm. comedy that, that was that a good it, Yeah, it's totally, it, it's one of those that'll get an Emmy nod, I'm sure, in mm-hmm. some respect. And now that Grace and Frankie thing, which is big talent. I don't think
2: the show is, like, amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, no, but no, I'm yeah. not saying that, because they also have Daredevil. Daredevil, which is big, but, no, again, right. but again, on quality... They yeah, have, like, still, a, a things that, like, make... The only show that they have that has made significant buzz with, like, TV types, where it was nominated, like, in the legitimate categories, was House of, House of Cards. And, and so... Yeah. And so... They can have, like, all of the fluff. Like, Daredevil's the fluff that people like. Like, the pulp stuff. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they need more serious stuff. And Amazon's credit... I actually like their system of original programming better. Because what they did was, like, we just made 14 pilots or whatever. Which one should we make? You know? Yeah, oh, like, which one of these sh- Like, watch them all. I, I, thought, I thought... um. Uh, Man in the High Tower is that the one? Yeah, I thought that was actually awesome, and and that I was one of the that. ones, and that it was the one right. they, that was the one they they picked up. It, it fell apart at the end.
1: Yeah, that was the thing.
2: Uh, but
1: transparent's supposed to be really good. That's the one with Jeffrey. Transparent's Campbell. supposed
2: to be excellent. So I, I like to, I only bring this up because you, to your point, you're like they're competing with HBO, and I I don't HBO is premium, 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 premium content. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't think that they have the money to do that kind of stuff on a regular basis, and I don't think that they have. Uh, they ha- just haven't done it yet. And well, that, so I they're mean, need, they're going to need a Game of Thrones kind of style. And I'm not saying a high fantasy show. I'm just saying a Game of Thrones style. caliber. Like, yeah, like like. And they almost are there with House of Cards. They should have ended House of Cards already, but House of Cards was their first thing that made waves. That was like, this is fucking good. But as we learned on Colin and Greg Live, Daredevil was watched more than House of Cards. So Daredevil... Is that did, a fact? Yeah, remember we did that. They, they did they Some people st- did a study, like, a statistics, one. like, way more. But, like, way more people watched Daredevil. But... Daredevil's is not a show that's gonna that's gonna garner a fucking single nod of any sort of any sort of award show. It's the kind of stuff that you know you need to have your 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 pillars that attract more talent, and it's kind of like a cycle right. you know, like a kind well, of a cycle Yeah, and,
1: that, and that's that's the question: is which one of these shows is going to bring in subscribers? Right? It's different if you're like, uh, oh, people are fairly interested in Daredevil, but is that a quote unquote system seller? Is that a quote unquote like, oh shit, I need to watch that, so I'm gonna. I'm going to subscribe now. I'm going to sign up for Netflix, right? Where Orange is the New Black, I feel, is on that caliber. At least has that amount of buzz. Yeah, people I feel like, like they
3: did like Arrested Development. I mean, that was one of those big moves of whether or not people. Yeah, like, hate, that, people hated it. I know, yeah. I know. Hated that. Like, you're but you're like, talking that, about name
0: grab, name but, Yeah, exactly. I'm talking right. about like
3: getting people to subscribe. Then, like, yeah. I'm sure, and we'll never know because they're never going to release the stats. But I'm sure they saw a huge boost in subscribers for that.
1: I'm sure they did. I yeah. wish they
2: picked up Jericho. I remember when that was a oh, rumor yeah. forever, man. That they were going to pick up Jericho, and they were talking about it, but they.
1: Didn't. Well, yeah. and that's the question: is it'll be really, really fast. Where, like, for instance, Yahoo with community, right? Where Yahoo brings back community, and they do like a, like a final season there, right? That's how that went. I, I mean, think. it's
3: the final season so far. It's, they ended it on, in a way that
1: makes they might it make look more. Like Did you watch end.
3: it? I didn't watch. It. I was reading really yeah. about it a
1: lot. It'll yeah. be fascinating when that starts to happen with Netflix, where they start bringing over TV that "quote unquote" is about to die, and they they revitalize it with their audience Arrested and start. And yeah, gonna... but Arrested Development was weird. Arrested Development was one of those like kind of. Thrown together things that didn't work out the way they wanted it to. It was my understanding that scheduling issues with all the yeah, actors. Yeah, that's why people are it...
3: green screened in and
0: looks weird.
1: Community
3: the same shit.
2: Is, that, is it the same thing? Yeah, well, I, I'm I...
3: just in the sense that that show has so much real world
2: politics in it. Who's still on the show? That's mm. like. But it's also different in that like Arrested Development was dead for years. Yeah, it was. You know, and so like they just brought it back out of the dead, which I think was a bold move, and, and they tried, which I appreciate. Or oh yeah, Kudos I think them. I think the the you know. The bigger thing is we were talking about today on Colin and Greg was that you know Netflix and Amazon both considered picking up Hannibal from M- M- NBC, and they both passed. Um, which is showing which is showing me that these shows on TV are just too expensive for them, and that's why and like that's why I think that they probably pass on a lot of stuff. You know, Jericho well, might have just been too like even a show like Jericho, which is very B-tier, is probably too expensive for them to make. Like they so they have to figure out like a. Either like go all in and spend a lot of money like they did in House of Cards, or you find a hit like Orange is the New Black, which they clearly didn't spend as much money on. But not and, I'm, and I'm season, sure that they yeah. did not expect the return they got on it. In other words, it's going to be a mixture of like investment in like sure products or things that they're really confident in, and then hoping that one of these shows like uh, like the new one with the 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 old people. Frank. Yeah. Like like that they hope that they you know they invest in, in people like uh, Jane Fonda or whatever that will right. bring people over and then they like the show itself. It's Legitimacy, gonna be it's, right? It's gonna be a huge. Rest. The thing is that they have very little room for risk because they're not they're not a cultivator of talent, and they're not a cultivator of original IP only. Not, they're not like any of these other networks. They have to worry about their main business.
1: Well, but yeah. no, I would argue the opposite, right, where they have they can take as many risks as they want because their main business is yeah. a bunch of people who forgot they still subscribe to Netflix and use it occasionally and be like, oh, wait, yeah, I still pay $8 a month for that. And they're taking all that money and going, cool, how do we capitalize off How do we take risks like House of Cards? House of Cards costs them a lot of money. I mean, it costs a lot of money to get uh, – uh, David Fincher and his whole crew in to actually shoot the pilot and develop the look of it. Uh, all the writers and all of the actors. What's his name? Uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey and Robin Wright. Like those those people are A list actors. They charge a lot of money for that. Now maybe they took a little bit of a uh, less on the on the front end for that thing, um, just to be able to do something cool and mm-hmm. and and do something experimental. But that but you're absolutely right they do need to reevaluate sort of where the market is they can't pay people millions of dollars per episode and expect to be around for a long time but that that i guess maybe is the core of what i'm talking about is where is that going to be 10 years from now is the like television costs so much money to make right now but is as people's expectations of quality um kind of they don't decrease but they change right like my expectation of quality is no longer game of thrones now it's 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 a broad spectrum of what i find entertaining all the way from you know game of thrones down to uh like you know something like a trailer park boys something like that which netflix keeps beating me over the head to watch and i refuse to watch it because at this point it's recommended it for me every single every turn you're like, like this spite, is what you really want watch yeah, i'm not going to watch it um it's hopeful. I mean, ultimately, my my hidden agenda is hopefully one day we get something on Netflix. I think that'd be cool.
3: I mean, that, that would be cool. I think there's something you said though about the fact that I feel like in this day and age, people look at Netflix and HBO as the exact same thing. They, in they terms do. Of original programming, they do. because you guys watched Ballers. Why? Because HBO rock. made it. Well, and The Rock. But what I'm saying is, it's like it's you guys knew you could. Or Silicon Valley. Like, why would you watch these things? It's just you believe in HBO, and right, you're right. telling you, I hey, trust here's this them. new thing. Mm-hmm. Try it. See yeah. if it's for you. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I feel like Netflix has that same shit where it's so many people I know watched Unbreakable, Kimmy, Here's Schmitt, yeah, like, yeah. ne- or the Daredevil. The new Netflix people original. People didn't give a shit about superheroes Was like, I'm going to try it because it's the new Netflix And thing it's that there in and it's free
0: and I know everyone's yeah. going to be talking about it, so I might as well get on board and see what so it's, it's about. So it's going to be
3: interesting to see in the next couple of years and, and yeah. how far down they go and when people stop caring.
1: I feel like HBO is a little bit better, though, at making their content an event. We're like, especially since they are, do still are, have – Really? Are they? Well, especially if you if you have the service on cable and you go there, they're so good about promotion. Like every show ends with a promotion for the next big show. Yes, yeah, Or true. like every time they you're watching seem to Game of Thrones, you'll go right into the next one, right? Yeah, like you'll start Game of, start of, Thrones, Game of ends, Thrones but it'll be a baller. Stars. Like, like it'll just be a preview for Baller before no, sure sure. you and watch I've, Game of Thrones. That's
3: why I know ballers because when I watch Game of Thrones, it does that. But, I mean, Netflix, I would not say is bad at promotion. Like, no, they... no, they're not
1: bad. It's just it's just because they don't have the standalone service. Because you're not just tuning in and, and having that stuff programmed for you, you don't feel that same, same sense of cohesion as you do with HBO. Where HBO seems like... It's one person programming for me, whereas Netflix is seems like it's an algorithm that consistently Netflix, you can just gets bounce, it wrong. Right? That's the whole thing. It's
0: like I didn't know I didn't know Kimmy Schmidt was coming up until I turned on Netflix one day to watch something else, and it was at the top. Like you should try this. Well, I was like, what oh, oh okay, cool. But I mean, it wasn't it, back to the, an event mm-hmm. like that's the opposite, right? Like I knew Ballers was coming. I knew Ballers. I mean, for weeks, still and good. months, that Ballers still went. good too. The last it's, good.
1: it's getting better. It's enjoyable. All right, it's like Entourage where you're like, oh, Entourage, and you watch it, you're like, great. I like you these don't... guys more than I like the Entourage. I like, liked... I like the Rock more, and Rob Corddry more than I like the Entourage guys. I liked Entourage just because it was... This is a separate topic. It don't is
0: even, a separate don't topic. Even go I'm not going to go even that down that road. I got good news, though. Your topic was good, and it was sponsored by <gasps> Squarespace. Yeah,
1: I won! <laughs> I won, everyone. <laughs> Squarespace was the best.
0: Provides simple, powerful, and beautiful... Wo- oh. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful website that look professionally designed, regardless of skill level. No coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your own website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And... You know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them, too. Just like we do. We do. You built it. I
2: You're did. definitely one of the most trusted brands in the entire world. It to goes, this audience, we are. It goes
1: Intel, then us, then other brands that I can't Has remember Intel right now.
0: Been in a Spider-Man comic? I don't think so. That's true. We are. Square- Spider-Verse 3 Everybody pick it up Look for the Kinda Funny sweatshirt Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support And a beautiful website For only $8 a month You can even get A free domain If you buy Squarespace For the year So what are you waiting for Start a trial With no credit card required And start building Your website today When you decide To sign up for Squarespace Make sure you use The offer code Funny To get 10% off Your first purchase And show your support For us Kinda funny. We thank Squarespace
1: We do Thank you very much Yeah okay. Go to kindofunny.com If you want to see it In action or just go to kindofunny.com of if you want just to see go. fun content. You yeah. just want to go to see... Tim. Yes. What's your topic? My topic
3: is emojis. Now, here's the thing about emojis. They sound like a very Tim Gettys thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you they know, are. I'm this young, hip kid. You are? I'm doing all these young, things. You're not young True. so much anymore. You're so fit. Um, and emojis Middle-aged. are something that, that came from my generation of people. And my generation of people use them. And they seem like something that I would use a lot. I do not use them that much. Yeah. And I feel like I should know more about them. Sure. I, I do use them, mm-hmm. but I'm not as well-versed in them as I, I wish that I was. What? Can I
1: ask a question before we continue? Yes. What is the difference between an emoji and an emoticon?
3: Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I am not that informed in all of this. Emoji are the images, right? So right. emojis are they're the images that you use in the, it's some Unicode. I don't know what all this shit means. I right. Googled it, and I tried to figure it out because now I, I realize that I'm old when I need to Google these things. But emoticon is the more
1: old-school
2: you the make, stuff I use you like make symbols together
3: like colons and, and parentheses. And Got shit it. Like okay, because when them. I
1: was when we first started working with Mike Drucker, mm-hmm. who as we know submits the weirdest topics via Patreon, thanks for the support, Mike. Um, he wrote a joke where he was like, Smiley emoticon, and I was like, Does that mean the colon with the yes. parentheses? Yeah, is that what that means? Yeah. And then the emoji is the actual like you put it in your phone, it's the one I was with The guy's like, emoji yeah, I
2: mean, Emoji, I, what I wonder about emoji real quick is that if is it like a trademark thing that someone owns? Yes. So yeah. so U- that's U- the that the was... Unicode, whatever this
3: is. like Unicode?
2: Yeah. And I don't know what the hell it is, but from a brief <laughs>
3: Googling and Wikipedia search and all this stuff, there is this language that was made called emoji. Mm-hmm. and they have it, and it's on iOS, and like Apple kind of like popularized it if I'm read correctly. But then this same system is also used on Android. And like so, it, it is a system of things that has been now. It's a new keyboard. It's a new like language, really, that people have adopted as the standard. There is a standard emoji thing. The poop. Yes. The poop with the, the eyes. F- the I Justine eyes. loves the poop with mm-hmm. the eyes. Everybody loves the poop. I love with the that eyes. one. But there's there's like, there is a um, meanings that have been assigned to each of these emoji that are uh-huh. official meanings. Okay. okay. But then of course there are meanings that society has deemed we also have like the hands in the air. With the what does that mean? Going up? I mean, I don't know what it it's that. actually supposed to mean, but people use it as the like, it's like blessed hashtag blessed, really, or like, like hallelujah, means? like you know, bow down to, like that. Type yeah, of... The one that
0: looks like praying is actually a high five, and I didn't know that until somebody tweeted that.
3: Well, that's that's uh, I was reading earlier that I think that's turned into the high five. I don't think it's supposed to be a high five. Mm. I think it's supposed to
1: be saying please. Oh. Yeah, but people like... use that as
3: the high five because it so looks like So like I'm
1: begging for the poop when I combine. Yes. When I combine the goat with the gust of wind, what does that mean? Goat farting, Still goat fart? Yeah. Because that's what I intended it to mean.
3: Yeah.
0: I just use the shrimp okay. for everything because the shrimp is universal. What's the mm. shrimp?
1: It's the shrimp. Oh, man. I'm missing out on the shrimp.
3: I mean, there's hell of them. And now that there's the, the multiple colors for each one, there's just mm-hmm. a world of combinations. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. My favorite is what I've deemed Lola, which is the little salsa oh, dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, actually, know, I know. Lola always comes in threes. I okay. get you just that's nasty. Sure. sure, sure, sure. And it's just, nasty. It's usually my response to pretty much anything. That's what I do with the shrimp. Yeah. See, I like it. I like that we have this thing that we do, but then you see these other people and they're coming up with these damn sentences. I emojis. just seen his book uses them. And what, What's really cool about it, I want to do a nicknames episode where you I nickname. try to make sentences and see if you can see Oh, what I'm I could tell. Yeah, that's a good idea. With the emojis. I would totally
1: do that. Mine would mostly just be poop across the board. And then you'd be like, I don't understand it. And I'd be like, I have to poop. I gotta go blow well, the bathroom up.
3: Classic Nick. Classic not, Scarpino. I think I would understand that no matter what. But then there's the eggplant, which is representative of a penis. Oh, okay. that's the socially accepted term for the okay. eggplant. Um, I a, wish a there were dirty emojis though. I know there's not. Nice I mean, that's that the thing, I mean, we've kind of like not to say that we've created it, but I want to say that we've popularized the finger bang.
1: Oh, the finger bang is definitely uh, a Tim but, and Nick now, special. No, but the finger
0: bang is only from the YouTube emojis, right? Is yes. that a, is that in here too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you apologies. can do the finger
3: bang.
1: Yeah, Dude, it's you can just bang. the pointer and the OK. If you believe, Greg,
2: you, you finger will bang succeed. anything?
1: Yeah. There it is right there. There's the, that's finger, the bang. finger bang right there, guys. So, so here's the important.
2: here's the thing about this whole thing is I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and it's gotta stop. Yeah. I will never use an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but you use emoticons. Exactly. Because mm. the emoticon comes from a humbler place. Right. Of, we still don't even really know what half these things actually mean. Right. Right? Like my my famous uh winky smile. M- I don't use the winky smile. You use the I, winky use, smile I use t- I use I never is. use the wink. I use two different things. Yeah. I use like four or five different things, but it's always the equal sign or the or the colon. And then I like using the D, which is kind of like Yeah, the smile. The biggie me uh, smile. Which I which I I love that one. And then the smiley face. And then I like using uh the slash for the frown. Oh, I like that Okay. Like there's more substance yeah. in that I feel like than the emoji because now we have all of these different nuanced ways to say something without saying something at all and I don't like it and I don't appreciate mm-hmm. it and I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and endorse it. I don't I didn't download that stuff on my phone. People send me these things all the time. I'm not I can't send it back. People like, want to use emojis. Aliens. I'm like I just won't do it. I'm sorry. really a conversation people haven't want to use yeah, emojis. Yeah, you're also yeah. using a phone
3: from like 10 years ago.
2: So It's an it's a 5S. Yeah,
3: I know. But it's yeah, I have a oh, look at this. Too. Look at this. Yeah, my sister used it. Or, or just yeah, right right little Kevin hearts. Now, here, a here's penis. the thing, though. I'm with you in a lot of ways because, I mean, I'm interested in emojis, and I do want to use them more, but I love my emoticons. Like, there's certain things that are just Tim Getty's equals these things. One of those, less than three. I don't think I've ever had a text conversation with anybody without at some point dropping a less the heart. than three. Yeah, that's yeah, a good but, one. Heart. And yeah. then the my smiley face, always doing the smiley face. Winky face when I do something. My, my, how many times do I look at the camera when someone says something? Now imagine if I can't do that. Maybe I can send a picture. Of
1: you're getting the picture. I yeah. should probably get to do that.
3: But anyways, I just do the winky face. It's like shit's gonna shit's going down. People need to know what I'm thinking. I'm never going to change that. I'm never going to use the heart emoticon or emoji and the, the smiley emoji. Ah, uh-uh. I know what I'm doing there. Yeah, but I can't endorse I, it. I can't make an eggplant with a
2: with Did I do it right, Yeah, yeah. I I understand what you're saying. I just feel like there's one there's one particular emoji that I quite enjoy, although I'll never use it. The it's not the shrimp. That one's Low. your own joke. I like the smiley face that's crying, like laughing. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That's a good Justin one. Justine uses that one all the time. I like. I enjoy that one. We see that one quite often. I, I like that one. But again, I would never use it mm-hmm. because we have a way to make the emoticon cry and it's with two semicolons. That's how you make them cry. Okay? Two we have. How do you we, do that? I gotta look. Yeah, look. It's a semicolon and then like a slash or a, a dash and then a semicolon or yeah. an underscore and a semicolon. It makes sense. Back in the 90s, when we It'd had to say Kirby. something about that made us upset, that's the way we did it. Yeah.
0: I just always, all I've, you kids I've, I've, fucking emojis. I've made the joke before. It always cracks me up that Colin shows more emotion in text and email than he does in real life. Because this is the face you see all the time. And you, is he happy Is he sad Is he mad at me Is he Probably happy with me Probably all of those things I don't you know. know Yeah look at that he he's, gotta go, he's gotta go duty What's he gotta do You know You don't he, know he do But it. then in his text messages He's just an emotional fruitcake out there Just he's exploding with flavor
1: Yeah I like My favorite one is to do the 8 And then equals Equals Eagles, equals, equals equals Greater equals. than And then a D Or a D you yeah, yeah use a the D, D too. Too. Not the greater, I like you the greater than You use the greater than well, yeah. Jesus What's your penis look like Oh my god Looks like a missile. It's like a scud <laughs> missile. My God! It's like a
2: inner inner. Yeah, you have a tomahawk missile in your pants. One of my and favorite things that missile.
1: Colin does in text form
3: is something that I used to do, and so when I see Colin do it, it kind of like makes me feel validated because I am useless in many ways. Oh. but it's when you put the little exclamation mark in the parentheses after a word because mm-hmm. I'm like, I like that because I know what it means. It means just kind of, like, it's the look, it's the like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I use that w- when writing whenever I say kinda. Or beyond, like stuff like
3: that. Yeah. Like, like, it'll like beyond, beyond. I'm
2: letting go. I've uh-huh. like I've let beyond go, but but kind of you know kind of funny is our, our you know Beyond's not ours anymore. I'm not going to continue to to do this all for the rest of my life. I can't do it. You know what I mean? I just can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> can't do it. I can't be a slave to a word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That no in no which one I holds have, down Colin, Especially I, if you're a word. Yeah. So like the beyond thing, it's like you know I say it and I know that everyone's like, and I'm like we can't live our lives like this forever. You know, it's been I'm gonna six keep months since we've camera. done an episode of podcast. Beyond, we cannot continue to live this way. You understand what I'm mm, saying? I Matt? I hear
1: you. I'm with you on every level. Yeah, I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I was never, I was never comfortable with it. <laughs> never. Too bad. It was never a minefield you had it. to live with. It's terrible. Every time Eddie, I'd be like that. Beyond. And then I'd wait, and you'd be like, but
0: "That's back when yeah. you were. That's when you were, you know, serious back in the day when you actually seemed like you had it together." I was. There was a
1: good two month period where I had it fucking together. I,
0: I want to say longer together. than that. I really don't feel like I knew how off the rails you were until we were deep into the game over show in this business. Mm-hmm. That's Mm -hmm. when I was really like, man, Nick does not have it together. I burned out. Nick is the opposite of an adult.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was the adult. So long, I was trying to be the respectable producer, and then eventually, I think it's actually I blame Tim. Really? Yeah, because Tim was like, "This, Nick, you're a terrible producer." You should just be on camera more, photoshopping yourself in underwear next to Justin Bieber. With all right,
3: me. yeah, let's let's uh, rewind a like, little bit because right. this is a conversation that really happened today, where we're working on some sponsorship deal, and I had to mm-hmm. write an email about like our social reach and all this stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. writing all our names and like how many Twitter followers we have and all this stuff, and Nick Nick was just like, "How do I get more Twitter followers? Like,
1: how do I make this happen?" <laughs> no, what happened was I was searching my favorite website, the superficial, and I was like, "Oh, Justin Bieber took a took a naked picture of himself." Just pointing out into the horizon with his beautiful pert ass. I was like, that's interesting. And Tim's like, Nick, you need to Photoshop yourself in there. You wanna know how to get more Twitter followers? This is how you get more Twitter followers. And I was like, All right. So I had Kevin take a picture of me in just my jeans. And Tim's like, Nick, no. what are you doing?
3: Yeah, I was like, No, 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 no.
1: No. And I looked at Greg's name with
3: it, the two hundred and twenty three K and I pointed at it. I'm like, Nick. You're gonna fucking
1: take your clothes off, yeah, and you're gonna do this like yeah. Rick Miller would. Tim basically made me do soft court porn today. Good, yeah. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad we did it all together. We did do it together, and Tim was like, David Brevik was in the other room, <laughs> creator of Diablo, CEO of Gazillion. It's fine, He's, he had, he was a good sport about it. Uh, he he averted his eyes accordingly when I walked in in the underwear, just for the comedic value of it. But yeah, what was even funnier about that was Tim was like, oh. I have the poppy thong in my car right now. I'll go get that. Hold and on, five minutes what later. A, what do you mean by now, poppy thong? You're ruining has, it all. Go to
0: twitter.com slash nick underscore
1: scarpino to see it. Tim, <laughs> I will tell you this also as a side note. Tim, very well endowed. Oh, very, very yeah. Very well endowed. Thank, he really. Thank you. He has, he's got a lot going on down there.
3: People say, people say baby dick, you know? What they're missing it's baby dicks. It's like multiple baby dicks.
2: Strung together. You have yes. multiple dicks? Multiple what, dicks. What you got?
1: Utter down there? Uh uh-huh. huh. It's okay. so a little cow thing. I okay. didn't know that. As we all know, in the, in the, The uh, (laughs) the sort of ranking of dick size uh kind of funny. You have a baby dick. Oh yeah. I have a big baby dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tim has a big baby dick. Kevin, we're not sure of right now. No dick. But Colin, we know, has he's packing the heat. Baby arm. He's got a baby like elephant arm. It's
2: like one of those He's got a
1: fucking elephant arm. That's
2: where you're like you know, yeah. on the on the table. It's almost. If like, you didn't know, uh,
0: ladies and gentlemen, this has been the game Over our show each and every week. Four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table each a random topic of discussion for how you amusement. Is that why you hate the
1: TSA? Because every time you go to that scanner, they're like, "What the shit is that yeah. in your pants?" It WMD. looks like you have a growth <laughs> in, the, in your left leg. If you want to, you can throw us a few bucks, get the episodes early over at
0: patreon.com slash kind of funny. But if you don't have any money to give us, no big deal, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny, where we break up the show topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing the following Friday as one big video and one big MP3. We're off to Comic Con. Yeah. Except Colin. No. But if you're listening to this the week it's going live on YouTube, sorry, Kevin, you know, you got to stay here on the ship too. We're off to SGC, Screw Attack Convention. Come see us there. And then the week after that, we're off to VidCon. So, if you're there, go see us at VidCon.
3: Then we have a week off, and then RTX.
0: <sighs> Ballers. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.